rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast to crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling, I'm feeling life. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. All right, here we go. Here we go. Another episode of uh, Mother Talk to Safe Place, uh, where we keep it player, where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. Uh, we're back on the Zoom. Uh, but that won't that won't be here for long, you know. Uh, you know, we had a we had a good test recording session last week. Um, you know, I like where we were going with it. You know, we had some video, we you know the audio was real clear, um, and it was just great to get back. Uh, you know, back in the stew, with my man. Um, so I just want to say thank you guys for, you know, listening to another episode. Uh, checking in with us, tapping in with us. You know, how you been, B? How you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. I ain't got no complaints. I still got my hairline. No. What do you say? It's 1.5? Got a job first, hairline second. I got a job, and I got a hairline. And my man. bills are paid. I can't complain on that one, man. Uh, so, I'm doing all right, you know, we have a YouTube channel now, but I'll talk about that later. But in the video, you'll be seeing I'm repping, uh, I'm wearing a bandana and I'm repping, uh, you know, Jesus Snowman. And uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the culture or paying attention to our uh, our Mother Talks page, Instagram page, you know, I dressed in full Jeezy attire. Uh, you know, I had a, had a multicolored polo. I had my pants singing hot, singing low. And I had socks, and I had on Air Force Ones with my bandana, you know, just like Jesus the Snowman, you know, take it back to the, you know, old five, baby, you know. I'm, I'm happy you were inside and not out in public looking like. Oh that. man, if I could have been outside, I would have been outside wearing the same fit. So it don't really matter, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, so we'll get that back to that later, but you know, I just want to rep the win, and it's gonna be on all episodes. Just let niggas know that Jesus the snowman is real. He won, but he could have won. He could have won by more. He could have won by more. I took slander all week from multiple people saying Gucci was gonna get him out of here. He got the better music, he got the better catalog, which might that. be true or not true, whatever how you feel. But in terms of 20 songs. Jesus Snowman got too many hits, baby. So better catalog. I don't know who said that to you. Uh, I've, nigga, Reggie said he got. Well, I don't put names out, but I did say Reggie. Reggie was giving me that. You know, I've seen his timeline that he got too many hits. Uh, too much. He got too much mixtapes in his catalog. Is better, better career. Uh, I talked to. Well, Corey I know why Reggie said because Reggie is a street nigga in himself. That's all he fucking like. Porter's that's not, that's not going over with the most people. The streets is a minority. <laughs> yes. 
But yeah, I was trying to tell niggas. I was trying to tell niggas like, look, it's not about catalog, baby. It's about twenty hits, twenty songs. Yeah, because Jeff Gucci got a lot of fucking songs, but he don't got as many crazy, epic, historical fucking. You know what I'm saying? Shit, you know. And and GZ won. It's I don't I don't hear nobody saying Gucci won really at this point. I've had people say you know. It was closer than what I said it was, but whatever. Regardless, um, it was a great battle. It was great for our culture. It was what is, you know every versus that is really impactful. It seems like it's always right on time. Don't you? Don't yes. you it's weird how it works out that way, um, and it's usually around some type of event that impacts Black culture that a good versus just ends up being there in like the week after or some shit. So whatever uh, we, uh, Swizz and Timbo are doing, they must have a, an eye into the future to know that this is the verse that needs to happen because a fuck shit's about to happen, you know, a week before or some shit like that. But salute to Swizz, Swizz Beats and Timbaland for giving us another, another great culture defining moment. Um, We'll get, we'll get into that later, man. But uh, yeah, G, um, Terry, you got anything to keep it funky with this week? Sure. I'm gonna talk about these women again. I mean, that's always, you know, that's always, 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 gotta, good place start. always a good place to start. It's always a good place because they always talking about, I seen someone on Twitter today talking about, I, I waited all week to go, damn, <laughs> I, I shouldn't say this, I should never mind. I'm gonna talk about women. Um, I don't know why women still shocked at a man being a man. I don't know why women still think they making valid points at a man, men being men. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, y'all see a fat ass and don't know how to act. Duh. No, we, no, we don't. No, we 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 don't know how to act. We Have you like seen a fat ass? ass? You know what I'm saying? And that, yes. that might be the better question to ask. Have you seen a fat ass? Have you seen, did you see what I saw? But then... And nigga, when you get to a certain point in life, you got to act like you didn't see what you saw. You saw what I saw. And, and also, like, yes, we might let a woman get away with some shit because they look good. Yes, she got a lot more rope because her ass is fat. Yes, she got a lot more rope because her face is pretty. This is what men, men been doing this shit forever. Why is women still acting surprised? and like, yeah, that you only get because she's pretty. Yes, Duh. you did that because she's pretty. But see... I'm wrong if I say, oh, well, y'all let rich niggas fuck on y'all the first night. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't complain about how wrong. money, I don't complain about how money turn y'all into little toys, how money turn y'all into possessions, how y'all really just bend over backwards for a nigga with money. I don't talk, when a woman says, oh, y'all see a fat ass, don't know how to act. I don't see, well, y'all see a nigga with a bag and bend your ass over. I don't say that. You did say it, but you don't say it. Okay, I'm saying it now. Yeah. <laughs> because... I'm just trying to say, it's the game. What do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Just, I want women to stop being shocked at men for being men. If a nigga do some nigga shit, why are you like, oh, he did some nigga shit? Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about disrespectful shit or, or, or immoral shit. I'm talking about he saw fat ass, he double tapped the picture. <laughs> or, or he saw fat ass and he broke his neck to look at it. That's what men do. I promise you, the playbook and the film session on men would take 
five minutes. It's, it's, it's not a long meeting. You know what we gonna do. I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like, so I watched Kevin Hart stand up uh, yesterday, actually. Oh, no, actually Saturday. And he was like, um, regardless of how I feel about his comedy, he had like a couple gems in there, right? So he had, yeah, so he said a point where he said, uh, women get mad because men don't feel like, or don't give them the reaction that they feel like. They, they would give. Yeah. So like, in terms of like, not this has nothing to do with emotional side, but in terms of like, they, they, I feel like they want men to be more sneaky or like more like, you know, underground with, you know, our, our madness and just being like trash on, on like on a low. But the game plan for a lot of our, a lot of men out here has not changed since ever. They're like, you want us to be sneaky, but it's not in a man to be very sneaky. We're gonna like ass. We're gonna like titties. We're gonna like women. Now, regardless of how they go about after that is a different conversation. Yes, I said no people. disrespectful things and no immoral things. Yeah. But we're talking about being a man. This is, that's like hardwired into niggas nerves yeah, you know I'm saying, and it's it's like nature. It's really I don't think they really understand. We gonna I'm gonna talk about the Kevin Hart point, Kevin Hart point, but I really don't think they understand some of this shit. Niggas gotta work their whole lives to learn how to control, or at least yeah. they gotta practice every day to control the shit. Because if they just go off, we just go off a of reaction in nature. Niggas gonna be <laughs> horrible, and a lot of men are horrible. Yes. Man, but Kevin Hart definitely has some shit with today. At the end of the day, a man's gonna look at ass. A straight man. And titties. And titties. And faces and stomachs. I'm saying now what he does after the initial look, and then we can have conversations on. Yes. But and when I'm not talking about you with your chick and you see a fat ass and your ass jaw drop, nigga. Act like you've seen some ass before. Yeah. I'm talking about just in general of a man. Especially when talking about we let men, we let women get away with shit when they look good. Yes, that's that's in the playbook too. That's they you you know, and women know this shit too. Why why do you think they they had the nerve to come out their mouth with this Birkin shit? Then it's in the playbook. I'm telling you, it's in the film. If it's I, and and I see this on Twitter a lot. If it's the one thing a, a nigga gonna have is the audacity. Women got all the goddamn audacity. Women are more likely to ask up front for shit off bucks than men are. We like to play. Men, we're used to rejection, but we don't like getting rejection. So yeah, like, we're not gonna just come out off bucks say, you gonna fuck me tonight? We nah, gonna some, niggas, some niggas play that card, but that-, that could, That's that could a tough card to play. Huh? That's a tough card. That's like a cut. That's cut that's right a, there. That's a card nigga that you gotta have, you better have a couple M's sitting in the bank. That's what I'm saying. Rich niggas might be able to play that card, but it's regular niggas, bro. Regular you niggas can't play that you gonna fuck with a night card off the off the off the humble. You gotta have hella chemistry already built up to even yes. play that card. It gotta yes. be so much sexual energy vibing that you say that and she gonna be like, you know what I'm saying? That she actually gonna think about it. I, I done seen niggas play that card first, first card out their hand, cold turkey, <laughs> straight. You, when you gonna let me eat that After pussy? the deal? After the deal? Niggas, they get, they don't even look at their cards. They just, they, they, <laughs> they go blind, Neil. They go blind. 
nigga go blind six. I'll bump. <laughs> nigga ain't even down. Just go blind six, nigga. Throw out the motherfucking Joker, bro. What the fuck? And that kind of gives me a second keep it funky. Because we talk about women, I'm going to talk about niggas now. Niggas need to stop the way that they shoot and they shot at women on social media. Niggas, it re- I, be, I said this shit on my Instagram story. I be thinking niggas don't really be doing wild shit. Niggas be saying wild shit to women in these DMs, bro. It be nuts, bro. I'm like, you could not have thought that that was going to work. Period. Period. They did. That's why they shot. They did. They did. That's exactly why they did. They did not think that shit was going to work, bro. Saying you, sending a dick pic to a strange woman is never going to work. Listen, I don't know. I don't know why that is still in the film for men, but they still do that. And I don't know if, I don't think we, we haven't had a, maybe it's because of COVID. We haven't had a real man convention, a convention for men so we can retool the playbook mm-hmm. because they're still looking at the old playbook. Like, let me send a dick pic because mm-hmm. the women have figured out and they have expressed to us they don't like random dicks. Hey, you might have a nice dick, but they don't like random dicks. So like, bro, you like, we got to retool our playbook because they, they know we're about to play before we even play it. Mm-hmm. But you negate how good your penis looks when you leave with your penis because she's like, well, it's nice. But how many other, she's thinking, how many other women he's sending his dick to? What is he doing with his dick? It's like, he's too aggressive. And I and also want to say this. I think about 47% of men have done their work, studied the film, and know how to move. Mm-hmm. But 53% of niggas and men in general don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they just out here shooting from the shooting like they Steph Curry and they and they and their father is not Dale Curry. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You think Steph Curry just should that Steph Curry's father's an NBA player. Your father's a janitor. You can't do what he do. Yeah. But 53%, that's what I'm saying. There has been no man convention. In quarantine, it's probably elevated niggas horny even higher. Talked about that last week. We, we, haven't, we haven't retooled the playbook, especially for a man. Our playbook of controlling the horny has to be updated quarterly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit, I say bi-weekly. Bi- <laughs> Bi-monthly. Like, that's a horny move, just pulling dick off. Uh, sitting in a dick pic unsolicited, that's a horny move. That's a that's a top, that's number one horny. Yeah, like... Unless you send in whole jerk-off videos, I don't know what's about that. Yeah, that's nasty too. So, like, we have to, like, as men, we have to be accountable and we have to update our, our horny playbook. Like, yes. And these niggas are reading from the last year version of the playbook. Nigga, they're reading from last century's version of the playbook. Where that might have worked, right? That might have worked, like when the. It might have worked when niggas finally got camera phones in two thousand. That nigga, that shit worked for one week when camera phones first first released, and niggas niggas heard about it working when flip phones was out and think it's gonna work in twenty twenty. It's beyond me. Not gonna work, bro. And do not connect this with my first cable funky about men being men. This is not men being men. That's nasty motherfuckers being nasty. That's yeah. not to connect the last point to this one. I'm just saying. That was my second part two of my Keep It Funky. Niggas need to reevaluate how they shoot these shots on social media. Because it really blew my mind. I'd be like, no one's doing that. But then I see a screenshot, someone did that. 
Someone doing it. Someone's doing it right now. And 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 you know how to say one bad apple doesn't personify the bunch. Well, in in terms of women, one bad apple it turns into niggas ain't shit. Yeah, you can be shit. And never shit. And we could be shit. Me and women, you, we, we, we some shit niggas. We some shit niggas, but we get lumped into the bad shit niggas. And now we gotta we gotta explain the sins of one of our you know fellow men. You know what we doing no more? Going forward into 2021 and right now, we are not wearing the shit. We're not gonna wear the badge of niggas ain't shit. Cause we ain't them niggas, bro. I'm not gonna answer for the shit these niggas is doing no more. I'm not. That stopped. I just let it go. I will not, and I'm gonna make a point on this podcast first and foremost to stop acknowledging the ain't shitness because I ain't doing it. So I'm not gonna acknowledge it no more. I sent my last big picture in 2014. I, I was there when you sent a dick pic unsolicited, but I'm not gonna put you. Out. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> But this was not to a strange person. I've sent unsolicited penis a picture. Yes, I have. I've done it. I, I will stand. I stand by my mistake because if I wasn't that version of me, I couldn't be this version of me. Yeah, I did it. But I also I had been taught. I had either had the woman's number and talked to them for a while, or it was a lot of energy where I was like, you know what? Let me just launch this bitch up and see what happened. See, I'm not gonna do what Joe Joe does to tomorrow, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go. No, it's okay. But all I'm saying is 20, 2014 me is not 2020 me. That nigga can't even that, that nigga happened can't in 2014. Walk. It happened in 2014. I told you know 2014, nigga. I was I was doing a lot of wild shit in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 2014. Bro, I was 22 years old in 2014. Like, come on, son. Nigga, nigga didn't even know what he was doing. I was just doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it was all. It was all off reaction. It was no thought into nothing. Blue to the niggas that have one on 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 camera uh, roll ready to go. I still got something for the people that want it. (laughs) 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 Listen, you gotta listen. You love. I love myself. Women, women. That's when it's another double standard. Women can have twenty thousand naked pictures of themselves. Why can't I have? They're sending it in a group chat too. See, I'm not sending nothing in my group chat. No, you don't. Don't ever do that. I'm just saying. That's a double standard I'm fine with. Yeah. They be letting that drink fly in a group chat. But I'm saying, women take, they they probably take a naked picture every time they get out the shower. I took one. I took, I keep two on deck just just to admire myself. And maybe somebody else want to admire me and treat me like a king. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, I'm always here for women treating their men like kings. And I don't, we need to normalize that because listen, they're still trying to get us out of here for not treating us like kings. Like when you see women trying to treat their men like kings, they get slandered by other women for treating their men like kings. For being good to a man. I don't get it. That's, that's, that's because, listen, because they ain't never had one in their life. So they don't know how to react to that. But like I said, I'm not answering for the shit that these wild niggas do. No more. No more. When they say niggas ain't shit, I'm going to keep scrolling because they ain't talking about me. That's what I do. I'm like, oh. I mean, I do it now, but I don't think I'll have any more keeper funkies about ain't shit niggas no more. I really just keep it up. Like, one thing I learned about Twitter, man, I just be like, oh. And just keep moving. Oh, listen. If 
there's so many times. Have how many times do you like start to reply to something and then be time. like, All you be time. like, nah, never mind, bro. Yeah, I'll be ready. I do that at least time. five times a day. I'll be and it'd be good points, but I'd be like, it's not even worth the whole conversation is gonna yeah, follow. Yeah. It's like I, I know what I, I know what I believe and I see what they talking about, but let me just not even get myself mixed up in it. Yeah, I really don't care about the back and forth. Yeah. I, I just don't want to be the back. I, I just don't care enough. That's what it is. Back to the Kevin Hart point. He did Nigga don't me. care. You want me to care like you care, but I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Women yeah. searching for fucks. They always they're looking for a fuck. Yeah. It's like, it's just like it's hardwired for us to be, it's hardwired for them to always find something to care about. You caring about some shit that don't fuck. I be, I swear I be trying to spit this shit. I'm like, look, you're looking for something right now to be mad at. Like yeah. literally, there's nothing for and you, you can to. See, one thing you can tell about women, you can see it when they're searching. Yes. For fuck to give. I'm to like, you're. I'm like, really, right now, you're trying. Like, you're I, trying to be I'm mad. like, and they're like, well, you just don't care. So no, 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 no. You shouldn't care either. <laughs> <laughs> but you are looking and scrounging. I'm like, yo, you. Th- she going in the back of the closet trying to find a reason. Yeah. Like yo, I'll be like yo, you're trying. I'll be like, you're trying to make yourself mad right now. Are you trying to get yourself? I think they want to get riled up, bro. Like, <laughs> and you know what? And but there's nothing you can do to stop it because once you say that, then that's the problem. So that's the like, fuck that. But that's that's psychological, right? That's the fuck that they weren't looking for. But once they seen that it was there, they picking it up. Right, I'm gonna take that. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm still working on my kung fu when it comes to actually intimately dealing with situations like that with women because at this point i just know that if you talk it's gonna be something wrong and if you're quiet it's gonna be something wrong so i don't know what's what's in between talking and being quiet maybe i should whisper i don't know i say okay. but if i whisper i'm being condescending why are you treating me like i'm stupid i'm just whispering because i want to bring it down <laughs> i still haven't learned bro i like i've gone to just saying okay but then that okay can lead to other conversation points like okay what what you mean okay like so you're not hearing me? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anymore. But see, that's why they, that's why we die before them. They kill us because we don't give a fuck, but they pushing these fucks on us. And we got to care because if we care about a woman, we got to, we have to at least try to look at things from her side and try to understand her. But yeah. it's like almost, it's almost against our nature. So it yeah. kills us. So we die. <clears throat> Every day they kill us a little bit. And they make us like 0.0.111%. And then they and they take our money a lot of it. Yeah. One day we're gonna have a conversation with us about you know what women do to our mental health, but you know, I don't think women are ready for that. Let's make the fuck out. I don't think they're ready for that that conversation that they're probably worse on our mental health than we are. Shit. Yeah. But, but okay, well, well and but we gotta give our life for them. So I'm I'm I know what I signed up for. Yeah. You know what? I'm a chill. I'm chill. I'm off the wine today. So, you know, when wine, oh, SO, when wine SO get comes in the building, I'm ready to let these these truths stall. Well, you got some keep it funky, bro? Yeah, man. The first one is a. Uh, so, you know, these are one of the tweets where I wanted to reply and didn't. I stopped it because everybody else was doing the work for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. If it was during the, the versus battle. And you know Jamela Hill, Jamela Hill. Oh, she, she, what's yeah, wrong with My you? credit score is going to be different after this versus. I just need a clarification 
to what that tweet meant. She don't be making a lot of sense sometimes. I don't I, know I, what I that means. I don't know. I think she's thinking black people don't got good credit scores, so she went too black, so her credit credit score gonna go down because they saw her. I don't know. That's just a it, wild tweet. The tweet. It don't make no sense. She logic. didn't explain herself after. That's my problem. Or delete the tweet. No, she has many tweets like this, though. You know that, right? She has many tweets that, like, yo, people be like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? She do be getting off a lot of shit. Like, I don't follow her, but, like, somebody retweeted on my timeline. I was like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. You sound, you sound like the op. You sound like the op. I follow her. I follow her, though. I follow her after she got, like, uh, after she left ESPN and shit, because, like, she was... She was doing a lot of good things at ESPN. So I was like, yo, I, I appreciated her for that. But every every so often she'll tweet things like that. I think I like I generally believe she cares about black people and like black women and but you know, she wants us to win. I just that was just a tweet that I just didn't get. And it was like that sounded anti-black to me. Like, why would your credits like just explain yourself? And like, you know, like there's a new saying like the ratio. Because now you can see like retweets versus quote tweets versus likes. So mm-hmm. if your retweets are lower, significant, significant, significantly lower than your quote tweets, it's called the ratio because people are responding back to your quote tweet, like, what the fuck is this? Or like, mm-hmm. pay attention to that, the ratio. So, like, that actual tweet had uh, like only 320 retweets, but 400,000 quote tweets. And when you click into the quote tweets, niggas are like, what the fuck is this? What does this mean? It's like, confusing. I'm confused right now. I still, I, I just want her to explain herself or delete the tweet. It's still up. You, you know how people say like, you have time to delete this? You have you, t- still, have you still have plenty of time to delete the tweet. Just say like you had a thought, it didn't come out right. Or like, I don't know. Like niggas try to get off funny jokes all the time. Like you know, during the verses, mad people were in the uh, you know the verses try- in the chat trying to get shit off. You know what I'm saying? It it the verses did take us back to a time where we were like real gutter, real grimy in terms of like you know black culture. You know, it was real trappy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trap house vibes. So I get it. I get if you're trying to get in the trap house vibe. Trap house vibe. Like you know, I tell you, this gives me. My first car, Burt CD vibes, like you know what I'm saying, like you know, mixtapes. I'm I'm pulling shit from LimeWire and making a mixed CD type of shit and riding around and breaking my fucking speakers vibe. I get it, like that's the type of shit I was on. I just I, I don't I don't get that tweet. It just didn't resonate with me. And she left it up, and like a lot of black people were like, "Nah, you sound like the ops here. Like, what what is that supposed to mean? What is that supposed to mean? Because we like this type of music, we can't have good credit. Like, it's definitely it's it has a coating of white supremacy on it. It's a, this is a top, this is a smidgen. It's a coat. It's a top coat. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I, like I said, I know. Like you said, I know her intentions. I feel like I know her intentions. She's for black people, definitely for empowerment moving forward and stuff. But I think she might have a little ego problem. Like she's not going to delete that. She's going to like. If she if you make a bad joke, sometimes you just gotta acknowledge that shit ain't hit. Yeah, it ain't she, hit. And that shit really didn't hit, but I don't think she ever wants to admit that her hits don't hit. Cause I'm telling when I tell you, I done seen her a lot of other tweets. I'm like, yo, this is you maybe she, you know, cause she was she from Detroit. Maybe she ate too much government cheese or 
what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe the system, maybe, maybe the white supremacy, they on some level, they effectively brainwashed her. And yeah. she, she does a good job of suppressing it every every day. But so maybe she's a, she's a robot and sometimes she fluctuates. Yeah, certain hours, like when Kawhi shows emotion, you know, yeah. it's every so often she can't help but like, I don't know, my credit score gonna be low after watching this battle. Damn. Yeah, I don't get that one. That one, that didn't that didn't resonate with me. Um, they already know you. Know, I think your credit score don't go up to a certain level already when you're black. So you gotta look <laughs> white on. You gotta look white on paper. If you don't look white on paper, your credit score. Won't that might like, be oh, a good conspiracy. We need to look into, my brother. Oh yeah, for sure. They're like, oh, he purchased. He purchased. He's he's eating chicken wings three out of the seven days this week. He's probably black. Yeah. So. Shit like that. That's a good conspiracy. My next one, and this is probably Fred this week. Uh, I'm not in office, but you're in office. So I am blessed. And I don't know if they probably stopped because of COVID, but COVID has one thing that is a positive for COVID. We have not been subjected to potlucks. Oh, that's funny that you said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's around Thanksgiving, you know, they try to get pilots popping in the office and we're not, I, I haven't been subjected to nasty food, uh, weird looking food, raisins and shit. Like, I just, I don't have to worry about how people have been taking care of their food at the moment, like unprofessionally. If they got kids, they can, uh, spoons and shit to put in the back in the, uh, you know. If they got their animals looking spoons. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am glad for me, me, me personally, I'm glad I haven't had to been subjected to that this year. That but is a blessing. You're in office, so I don't know if you guys are, I mean, maybe COVID has stopped it this year for you guys as well, but you know. This but is, it's this funny because we actually was talking about the potluck recently, because you know, Thanksgiving, that's when it usually happens. Yeah. And um, we started to plan, like, I was like, yo, because I've, I've learned how to make a few things recently. Potato salad, I learned how to make, um, and what else? And I have a casserole thing. I know casserole sound real white, but a casserole that I learned how to green make. Green bean? Like, oh, huh? Green bean casserole? It's not a red, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a chicken and rice casserole. Okay. But it's fire. I'm telling you shit fire. But, um, so we started talking about bringing shit like that, but then this week they kind of come to a conclusion, like instead of everybody bringing stuff and risking contamination and outside germs, that they were going to order food from one place and keep it simple like that. So I was like, hey, that's easy for me. I don't got to, I don't got to slave and make sure I don't poison my, cause listen, I take a real, when I bring food in, I be, I taste the shit out of that joint. Cause I was like, the last thing I want is somebody eat my shit and then they get sick or eat my shit and it's nasty. Yeah. So I be eating, I eat the first piece of every, I will never bring that to pilot that I haven't eaten myself. But, um, so we not, I don't have to deal with that. Thankfully this year either. Um, but most of the time, the, the people at my job at this point, people that can't cook, they don't cook. They just order some shit. So, but we don't even have to worry about that. They go, they gonna order the food, and they just gonna come to the office. That's a smart, like, yeah, that's smart. Just order food and bring it to the office. Yeah, but yeah, but you're right. That's a my, that's a plus of COVID. Yeah, my <laughs> job, my job. People love to bring in food. Um, they love to bring in and just leave it in the the break room. And just let it be sitting in the air. <laughs> just let it be sitting in the air. You know, um, so I'm glad I, I don't have to be subjected to that. You know, some people some people do cook fire food. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at the people that cook fire food, but that's probably like 30% of the time. Like, but I also know at this point who I can trust who's gonna bring the fire food. Yes. And I also know that I if if it's made from a black person, I'm more likely to. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's my race. That's like my bias. Like if I know it's from a black person, I'm more likely to eat their food versus. But but you know what? Does this go back to slavery? Because black people did a lot of cooking for the white people. Right. So even white people trust black people food. (laughs) But it's like, I don't think that they have really developed. Like if you're not from like a Italian family or Greek family or a or uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't think any other food in, in Europe really tastes that good. What else? German food ain't fire. Uh, you say Italian, you said- Italian, Greek. Greek. That's it, right? That's probably about French, it. French, French, French got some good food. French, I mean, I ate some good French food. I like, I don't know, like French, French food is good. Yeah, so, but if you don't really got them roots, say you an American white person, what's your go-tos? Like, I mean, that's the age-old funny comedy story. What do white people cook? What what is what what is your food that America with hot dogs, hamburgers? That's pretty much it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Funny story. Funny story. Like, so when I was in France uh, for school, um, there was a culture day, and uh, it was like three Americans: me, my man Andrew, my man Nick. We were the Americans, and we had to represent America for culture day, and we have to make a dish or not make a dish, but you have to cook food for, um, you know, to show your culture. And um, uh, so I'm black. Andrew is, uh, he's Asian. And Nick, he's Indian American, Asian American and uh, Indian American. So like all of our traditional dishes are very ethnic in terms of American. So it was one of those times like, what? is American like so we came up with hamburgers and hot dogs so we cooked hamburger hot dog because that's I guess quote-unquote American right because like yeah. I, I can cook black food you know uh, Andrew has uh, Asian American dishes you can cook and Nick had Indian American dishes you can cook but like we had to think about what is quote-unquote American mm. aka what is quote-unquote white and that's a conversation we could have too about like American culture is not white culture is not American culture. Mm-hmm. American culture is every other type of culture. Yeah, everything else everybody brought over here. Yeah, because and it, I don't think I don't think American culture, I don't think white culture is very cultural. Like if you want to get really into it. You think about American culture, you think of being a brash American, yeah, and drinking Bud cowboy. Light. Cowboy is yes. really American. Cowboy culture, like being a being on the frontier. What do cowboys eat? Fucking beans. Beans, right? Someone wants to fucking eat beans. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you think about Fourth of July. What do we do? We barbecue hamburgers and hot dogs, but everybody. Especially when you have three ethnic people, well, three minorities trying to represent America. It's like, oh, we didn't do that shit. You know what I'm true. We, like, when we barbecue, we had, you know, a black barbecue. We, I mean, you have a couple hamburgers and hot dogs, but it's 
ribs, it's sides, it's sides, you know, green beans, mac and cheese, potato salad, like, and I don't know exactly, you know, and since my other two classmates were of other minorities, they have other customs that they have for their holidays too. It was like, it was funny at the point where we all looked at each other like, oh, we got to be as white as possible. So they understood. Yeah, just hot dog, hamburger, keep it simple. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. It made me realize that this didn't, there has to be a discussion about, you know. Bullshit. I don't know here. Listen, I heard I had a pot, it wasn't a potluck nightmare, but it was like when I knew whose food not to eat. This one lady used to work at the office and she was like, oh yeah, this chicken's been in my fridge since April, but it should be okay. Like, it's chicken November. been in the refrigerator since April, not in the freezer. The free that's what you said, freezer. So first of all, shit gonna get freezer burned. Yeah, it's just been in your fucking fridge. So I'm like, say, like, oh, this chicken will be, and just that, even if it wasn't true, that little joke was like, you know what? I'm not gonna eat your chicken. You know what I'm saying? And then, oh, somebody, I don't even, nobody even wanted to claim this shit. Somebody tried to make devil eggs, and I swear all they did was take the yolk out, mix it up, and then put the yolk right back in. This was, this was not, I don't, this was just an egg. It wasn't even no devil egg, bro. Like, I was like, yo, they didn't, yeah, devil no, you even taste the mayonnaise or like, bro, no. they put, they literally had, it was the nastiest devil egg I had. I said, you, and this is what I'm saying. Did you not eat this before you gave this to people? I think that's the, I think, I think that's the situation where we get potlucks really fucked up or like potlucks really go wrong because like you said, they don't taste the food before they just package it and put it in the refrigerator and take it to work. That's even chefs in restaurants. They'd be like, okay, this is ready to go to the table. Like, what the f- I don't think they do that, bro. Listen, if when I have my business and when if we decide to do a potluck, it's going I'm gonna sit people just like they have all these dumbass meetings now in office buildings. I'm gonna have a potluck meeting. Listen, if if you don't know how to cook, you don't have a recipe, ask someone for a recipe and stick to the fucking recipe. There is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong by ordering food. Listen, and thank God I had people at my job that did that too. He was like, listen, is this place over here got good chicken? I'm gonna order all my chicken from this place. Bet. But but it's like motherfuckers always want to try to improvise some shit and don't try nothing for the first time at a fucking potluck. If you ain't never made this shit before, why you gonna try it out on us? I don't get it, Bro, bro. You putting apricots and raisins and fruit and nuts in potato salad. What are you doing? Potato is salad. That, is, is, is that the disconnect between the minority, let's say black community and the like white community? I don't know, but I'm gonna make sure I connect it because I refuse at my company to have motherfuckers in there trying to poison people. And look, if you don't know, and I will I'll even go as far as I'm gonna print out safe cooking safety procedures, no pets. You know, you got to sanitize your, your your cooking space, clean, because you got to be really dumb. You got to really dumb it down for the population. Because I know, I bet some people that's like, oh, it's okay that I lick the spoon. No, don't lick the spoon. No, if you're, not if you're good. Not if you're, what? Come on, son. You're serving it to other people. Like, no, I just licked it. It was just me. I don't care if you, bro, the, the tasting spoon is not the spoon that you put back in the pot. If you taste something with a spoon, that's your tasting spoon. You put it, you wash it out. And you get another spoon if you want to taste the shit again. It's simple, bro. You ain't. I'm, I remember at home at they charge this shit. I'm like, 
you don't fuck. I'm not putting my finger in shit either. Like I know some chefs that be like, oh, did, 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 but I ain't no fucking chef. I'm a home cook, so I'm keeping yeah. it clean. I'm keeping it clean as fucking possible. Shit, trust. Listen, people, if you ever eat anything made by me, I follow every single cleaning code and sanitary thing. I wash the chicken and the meat. <laughs> I've made sure it was cooked all the way through. That's been debated. That's been debated. Motherfucker said, I've seen somebody say, oh, I, I made some rare chicken. You can't. You can't make, make <laughs> chicken rare. It's not steak. It's not beef. That shit will kill you. Yeah, honestly, I honestly think you shouldn't eat anything rare. Like but see, now medium rare, like steak, I can you can go medium rare. It's still a little cooked, but rare to me seems like this shit is still breathing. What about sushi? You like sushi? That's raw. Okay, so you're fine with raw, but not rare. Yeah, like if like when it comes to actual meat, like chicken, steak, pork, or whatever, it should be cooked a little bit. Fish you can eat raw for some reason. You can't eat I don't you can't eat steak raw. I mean you shouldn't you will die. You'll die. Listen, all the people that want to eat steak raw, go ahead and do that. Let me know how that goes after you get out of the hospital. Remember Osmosis Jones? Yes. <laughs> That's why I feel like we need him. We need him right now. Honestly. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm talking about the, the character, the body was the dude who was Bill Murray. Osmosis yes. Jones was Chris Rock. I'm talking about Osmosis Jones, the, the white guy who got sick because yes. he was just nasty. I think that's a lot of people. Uh, I was talking about, yeah, I was talking about we need. I'll, that's the nigga that's gonna save us from COVID. Osmosis Jones. Jones, yeah, he gonna get, get the, the job done, nigga. Yes, he'll get the fucking job done. Fucking nasty, like bro, like, and it's crazy that I, I, I'm gonna do more investigation. I want to talk about this later because you know I've heard a lot of hotel black people say that we taught the white people how to bathe and how to, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I want to investigate that a little more. I want to investigate because listen, they had the black plague. In, in motherfucking Europe and all that shit, the bubonic plague and all that shit, because they didn't motherfucking know how to be sanitary. So I'm just saying, they're still not sanitary. So every disease, every disease that's in Africa was brought over by the white man. They didn't learn their lesson, but that's a different stuff. You know what? You don't need to go there yeah. right now. Yeah, no need to go there. But yes, thank God, no potlucks because of COVID. One good W because of COVID, but it'll be oh, back. Yeah. It'll be back in full form if shit go back to normal. It's gonna be on higher levels, bro. I love a free. I love free meals oh, from work all the time. On, we I went to school. It. We went to school. We went to college. Niggas love a free meal. You gonna feed me for lunch, and I don't gotta pay for lunch. Especially, oh, so I can finesse and take this. I can finesse and find a way to hide this, so I can take it back home for dinner. Oh, listen, I got a small office now, so listen, we we be eating that food throughout the week. The rest of the week, I ain't gotta bring lunch. <laughs> so all I gotta do is pay twelve dollars to make my dish. And then I eat for the week. I love it. But not if you motherfuckers want to be nasty. You just got to be sanitary. I ain't. I just want to be sanitary. I ain't dumb. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to one, one last thing about food. I don't know if you've seen the video. The Asian dude was watching the girl make fried rice. Nah. There's a dude called Uncle Roger. He got a YouTube channel. He's an Asian dude. I believe he's Chinese. And he, he's Chinese and Korean. And he was trying to tell people, he was watching the video of this woman in, on the BBC, the British news, make fried rice. And he, she made the fuck, she made the worst. First of all, when you make rice, if you, if you fuck up the rice, 
it's kind of hard to fix rice when you don't when you undercook it or you overcook it it's done you can't really yeah, use the rice start a new pot baby you gotta start a new pot of rice but he basically flamed the shit out of this white lady and his butt this not his white lady this indian lady who was british and this white man who was british for not knowing how to make proper fried rice she ended up straining the rice because she added too much water and like he was he was losing his fucking mind over how poorly they prepared the fried rice I recommend anybody go watch the video. It's a very funny video, but it speaks to a. I think it speaks to a lot of what people do. If you don't really know how to make some shit, do not improvise. Yeah, there's too much internet. There's too much internet. Get your ass on the internet, find a good recipe, watch the motherfucker, and make the shit. And matter of fact, make it twice before you serve it to somebody else. Please. Yeah. I hate cooking. I hate cooking. But through this quarantine, it has forced me to cook more because I get tired of making the same thing. I got to find new recipes. I got to make different shit because I'm not going to eat. I haven't been eating. I'm not going to eat the same shit for six months. So I have made myself learn how to cook different shit. And guess what? It usually took me three times to get the shit right. Let me ask you a question. Say you hate, you, you hate cooking, right? Mm-hmm. But don't you feel a certain satisfaction though when you cook the new recipe and it's fire? Now that is the payoff. That is the payoff. But what Yo, about this the shit but, fire? But what about the first two times I made it when it wasn't good, bro? I did some shit the other day and I feel so stupid for this. I was making mac and cheese. I learned how to make mac and cheese, like baked mac and cheese. Yeah. So my ass, I, I had to make the cheese sauce and the root and all that shit. I'm making that right. The flour, the milk, cheese. Duh, 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 duh. I do that. But my dumbass forgets to cook the noodles. So, I, <laughs> so I add the uncooked noodles to the sauce and then I put it in the pan and I put it in the oven and I'm like, yo, something wrong. And I was like, yo, fuck, I forgot to cook the noodles. Yeah. <laughs> so that joint probably was just hard. It noodles. was just hard noodles in the joint. So I had to throw the shit out. I had to go to the store, buy more noodles, cook it, buy more cheese, buy more milk, and then remake it all. Because my dumbass forgot to cook the noodles before I put it in the cheese sauce in the pan. So, you know, I but I really don't like cooking, bro. I hate the process, but it is a payoff when you make some shit that's fire. Uh, okay. Listen, teachers, I love cooking. You know, it's like, it's something about it. Like you, you fended it, you made it your own, you, you, you made something of your own. And if somebody gives you the satisfaction of saying it's good. That is a good feeling. But I hate everything. I hate the process. Nah. I hate measuring shit. I hate fucking watching the stove. I hate watching the oven. I hate putting the timer on. I hate cleaning up after. I hate, I don't like it. I don't. What kind of wine you got there, sir? Hmm? What kind of wine you got there? This is uh, some Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. That's a good from, one, from too. The, from the Isle of Barefoot. <laughs> Sauvignon yeah. Blanc is good, too. I got I'm the, not. I'm, I'm a recent guy myself, but at the Pinot Grigio, Pinot Grigio from Vendange. This is cheap. It's only like eight dollars, but you know, does a job. I had to get something. I had to wet my beak a little bit. <laughs> okay, listen. Uh, what 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 we got for this week in terms of topics, man? You know, just keep it keep the uh, keep the show rolling. This wasn't a bad weekend in the world. You know, it was a lot of entertaining things to distract us from the doom and gloom and the world on fire and all this shit is going on um big news man we both i'm a big nba fan um the nba draft was this week and 
NBA, also the NBA, um, what is it? The trade deadline, not trade deadline, trade. Uh, free agency, free agency. Free agency opened up. So it's been a lot of moves going on. You know, it was a, it was a quarantine season last year. We got a new date for the start of the new, uh, the 2021 season, which is in December, really soon, quick turnaround from the, from what just happened. And, um, the NBA draft was lit. You know what I'm saying? Dot, Dot's team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, picked number one. They picked Anthony, not Anthony Edwards. What's his first name? That's his name, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, yes. I was thinking of Anthony Bennett, because didn't they pick him number one overall one time? No, the Timberwolves, Cavs did. Anthony Cavs Bennett. Did. Cavs did. Okay, and the Cavs did, right. So the draft happened. LaMelo Ball went third. Not LaMelo. LaJello. His name Jello. No, it's LaMelo. LaMelo. You know, this straight nigga, all the names start with an L. That's just LaJello. LaJello went. Jello's the Jello. second brother. But it's crazy. Jello was. Or no, 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 no. It's Leangelo. 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 But they call him Jello. Yeah. Leangelo was, was supposed to be on the Oklahoma City's Thunders D League, G League team. But he didn't ever got to play for them because COVID happened. But uh, so the draft happened. Number one went Anthony Bennett. Number two went James Wiseman. Three went Ball. I'd say the first five picks. Patrick Williams went to Chicago. Isaac Oroko went to Cleveland. Um, a lot of shit happened, man. Uh, a lot of trades on the day of the draft. And for, for a little, for a little uh, sports nerds like us, you know what I'm saying, niggas waiting in the league, it's fun to just watch and see how, this, how the compensation works, who, who gets traded for who, trip picks and all that shit like that. And my team, especially the team I follow, um, we've been racking up picks like a motherfucker. Like, we traded, uh, they traded uh, Russell Westbrook last year to, to Houston, and we got picks for him. And we got a lot of picks from other teams for other players. We, we got Chris Paul. We traded him for picks. We sent him to the Suns. And it's just been a lot going on. And people are getting the bag, too, man. A lot of players are, are moving around and even some standing in the same place and getting max deals. And I first heard about super max deals through this show. I'm like, what the fuck is a super max? That's when a nigga get paid over $200 million. Yeah. So, uh, you know, how did you feel about the draft? How did you, how'd your team do? Uh, so the Nuggets, I'm a Denver Nuggets fan. I think we do where we are one of the teams that niggas continue to sleep on, especially in terms of our drafting, right? So this year, our first round pick was a Zeke Naji. Yeah, he was a young brother from Arizona. Yeah, so that's a good backup for, um, Jokic, he's an athletic guard, athletic, athletic center. Mm-hmm. But I don't know much about Zeke Naji to be honest. But I do like that we drafted R.J. Hampton. Mm-hmm. R.J. Hampton. Well, how did y'all get him? Because it says he got picked after. Yeah, we traded for we uh, the pick that they. I forgot who picked him, but it was like a trade and swap or whatever. So we traded, okay. we traded, trading swap or whatever. So, or drafting swap or whatever. So they drafted team originally drafted for him. I can't remember the team at the top of my mind. It was mind. the Bucks. Bucks. So we had like a deal with them. So we would give them like our trade, and we would take if we wanted their trade, if we wanted their draft. We'll take it and we'll give them the swap. So okay, we took uh, we took R.J. Hampton. So what that is, that's a great. Uh, R.J. R.J. Hampton was like. 
he if for people that don't really watch like um high school basketball, RJ Hampton and Lamelo, Lamelo Ball were like in the same draft or in the same draft class, but like they were ranked like one and two in terms of point guards. Mm-hmm. So they both went over to Australia to play pro ball. Yes. Um, RJ Hampton was really highly is highly regarded. I don't know how he slept so far. He slipped so far because he got injured or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. but at the moment, if he continues to be, if he plays out to be the the player that people ranked him earlier in his career, high school career to be, mm-hmm. he will be a great backup and maybe a starting point guard. You move Jamal to a two, we have a, you know, or he plays, right here. you know, I have a small, small lineup, but he can really, he can really, he can, he, he can hoop. Right? Yeah. Give him time. But I think that the what we did right now is to solidify like, you know, our back end in terms of uh centers. Um mm-hmm. I think Bobo will maybe come in to be a good power forward, stretch four. It's crazy you're a power forward at seven. How's how's all these? Seven foot, seven one? Bobo seven foot, seven foot three, seven foot. Two, something like that. Seven, two. Seven, two. But see, I, it's crazy that you try to say y'all slept on because y'all were top three in the West last year, top two in the West the year before, went to the Western Conference Finals this year. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think I y'all, think... y'all have, huh? Go ahead. Y'all have steadily, y'all through through the draft and through player development, Jamal Murray, Joe, Joeic, Joe, Jokic, Joker. It's called nigga Joker. Yeah, y'all gotten better, and like y'all are a force in the West. And if Murray could continue to hoop at the level he's hooping, y'all have a, a all star starter on y'all hands. So, I think it's one of those things like no one we are a good team, right? But we don't have we don't have no scary superstar yet. Murray's on his way. Murray's on his way. Murray's on his way. Like, but it's like it's like Murray ain't Kawhi. He not LeBron. He not AD. Yeah, Joker's he's not in the top ten yet. Yeah. So like, that's why I think that we really are missing is like another solidified third score. Mm-hmm. Like, give this man the ball, he's gonna get a bucket. Because if we don't have a top ten player, like some of these super teams do, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard to compete. And a star-driven league when yeah, when y'all go up against fucking Anthony Davis and LeBron, yeah, because that's really what it is. Because like that's it. They they running. They the champs. They number one in the West. That's who everybody gotta go up against. But yeah. um, in other news, just to just to round up the NBA jump, uh, a lot of big names. Some big names have been involved in things. James Harden turned down a fifty million dollar extension. Fifty mil. Fifty million dollars. Who you think you kidnapped, Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> but um, the middle of them things. So James Harden wants out of Houston. He says he wants to go to the Brooklyn Nets to play with K- Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and for uh Steve Nash. Um, so it seems like he's now he is still under contract for two more years. I think he got three years left. Whatever. He's still under contract, so he can't. He can't. He's not a free agent. He can't just go in there on his own. But he's trying to force his hand and force them to move him because he says he's not going to be happy. It seems like he's not going to be happy. That's big. Um, the Warriors have lost 
Clay Thompson. This was on draft night. They it was reported that he injured his leg. They didn't know what it was. I think the day after it was reported that he tore his Achilles. Um, I think it's on the opposite leg of where he tore his ACL, but he's out for the season again. So the Warriors who were poised to return with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, they had a top two pick. They traded uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder for Kelly Oubre, who is a a emerging emerging player who did really well last year with the Suns. Klay Thompson got hurt. Um, That's big. And then a lot of people got the bag. A lot of people got the bag, and like you wouldn't even these think numbers, it was a recession, boy. Bro, you wouldn't even know, bro. A lot of these, a lot of dudes getting the bag. You say uh, Van Fleet with um, Toronto, he stayed put. A lot of people, a lot of Knicks fans, wanted him to go to the Knicks. He got eighty-five million dollars, I think, over three or four years, maybe five years. Who knows? But eighty-five million dollar deal. Um, the biggest loss to us was Gordon Hayward. Yeah, let's talk about body. it. He turned, we we don't talk about his white privilege, (laughs) but shit, it ain't much white privilege in the league that's mostly black, but he got some. Um, He turned out his option, his his option with the Celtics to become a free agent. And he signed with the uh, Charlotte Hornets who drafted ball number three. And he got $120 million. Good, 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 good. Let's let's, let's get get a little, little background, right? So, for Gordon Hayward, for our listeners, he's a white, uh, small forward in the NBA. He six seven, small forward, yeah, good he, shooter. Yeah, he's average, not, not, not average. crazy athletic, but he he had All Star season in Utah, which got him a lot of leverage, and he moved to Boston where he got a yep. big deal because yep. he was an All Star. Mm-hmm. He, he led the Jazz to some playoff wins, things of that nature. He went to Boston, got the bag, but what happened? Unfortunately, he broke his leg. <laughs> First <laughs> yeah. game of the season versus the uh, Miami Heat, he broke his little, no, it was Miami broke his ankle. It was against the was it against the Heat or was it, I was watching no, the game. No, it was the Cavs because he was playing because the meme is of Dwayne Wade and Dwayne Wade was playing for the Cavs at the time. So it's okay. the Cavs. So he yeah, it was like the first game of the season. The first game of the season, broke his leg. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a year, year and a half rehabilitation right bro he, he came just, back he snapped his ankle his ankle was leaning yeah sure. yeah very gruesome it's always one of those like you don't want to look at the fucking tv type of injuries right um so he comes back he really bit rehabilitates he comes back uh you know perfect you know comeback story for you know and uh let's say you know athlete um and then he comes back and he continues to be mediocre it's not like he came back and he was putting up 30 points a game or, you know, he was an impact player or, you know, you know, he helped the Boston Celtics team win a championship or something like that. Like he was very mediocre. So for him to get his deal, and this is where I'm, I'm conflicted, right? I always want to tell niggas, I want to tell black men get their money, right? I want to tell black athletes get their money regardless of how people feel about the production, like get that money black man, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel bad. I don't want to tell him to get that money. Cause he white? Yeah, like he was very mediocre. He was mediocre after he came back and for him to get a four year- Four year, $120 million. That's $30 million a year. Now, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> Listen, 
and I'm reading this. I got this on Twitter right now. But the if you think about it, the Hornets have overpaid a lot of people. They overpaid Michael, Michael fucking Jordan. Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan is their general manager owner. I don't think he's general manager. He's their owner. Um, they overpaid Kit Gilchrist, Nicholas Batum, Cody Zeller, Terry Rozier, and Terry Rozier. They just got from the Celtics and overpaid his ass, and he wasn't even the best player on that fucking team last year. So they giving him four years, one hundred twenty million dollars. Gordon Hayward is crazy because the whole talk when he turned down that option, and he was getting, he was he turned like a sixteen million dollar option. Like he was getting 16 M's from the Celtics for just renewing, for just re-upping. But he said, nah, I'm gonna go test the waters. And he tested the waters and he hit with the motherfucking Charlotte Hornets, bro. Brazy, bro. I'm talking, and that's probably the biggest contract that's been given out during this whole free agency right now. Like Danilo Gallinari went just the same other than Danilo that Gallinari got three years, 60 millions from the Hawks. Um, Christian Wood from the Pistons got three years, 40. From the Rockets, Serge Ibaka, I don't know what he got, but Montrez Harrell got two years, sixteen million dollars from the from the Lakers. So like I said, Van Fleet got four years, eighty-five million. Ray Jean got two years, sixteen million from the Hawks. Um, Joe Harris, another white boy, he got four years, seventy-five million from the Nets. And hometown, oh, the Wizards gave Davis Bertans five years, eighty million dollars. So the bag is getting spread around and. Y'all lost Jeremy Grant to the Pistons. They gave him three years, sixty million, and then a lot of people got extensions. Huh? That's twenty million a year. Three years, sixty million dollars, and he used to be a Thunder. He used to be a, a Thunder player too. So, like, I can't tell nobody Jeremy not Grant. what they worth, but jeez. But son, the market is crazy because it's like in sports we see people who people just bust the market. Like you could tell, like they're valued, they're overvalued. But for some reason, they get paid this money, and ain't nothing you can do about it. And uh, De'Aaron Fox with the with the um, with the Kings, he got sixty three oh, million dollars. He got a bag. One hundred and sixty three million dollars extension. So that's probably the biggest deal. One hundred sixty three million dollars extension. But like, they need to keep a star in Sacramento because ain't nobody fucking like Sacramento is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Since it's been and just Tristan Thompson, the. Uh, the great black man and the loyal. I'm saying you cheat on white women, they don't make you disloyal. Um, <laughs> he got he got signed to the Celtics. I believe he got like a two year, sixteen million dollars or something like that. Pretty pretty well for himself. Uh, so niggas is getting the bag, man. Jordan Clarkson too got four years, fifty million. Which and I don't think Jordan Clarkson is that great of an impact player, but he did ball out in the bubble and help the Jazz. Right, listen, you know, I tweeted this. You know how crazy 2020 is? This nigga Jordan Clarkson in the bubble oh, had it braids. Sick. It was so sick. You know those were fake game. hair too, right? Huh? You know that was fake hair. I know. This is, this is where I'm going. He had braids for one game. Maybe two games. And then the next day, he took his braids out and he had a regular haircut. And we talked about it for one day. And something else happened. Like that is egregious. That is egregious. egregious. You cannot just come on, just come on with full braids and then take him out with a, a. Now you got a Caesar. That's egregious. Bro, I think. I think it has a lot to do with the money. Him being rich and black, because you can't tell an app. You can't listen. Athletes do a lot of. Athletes notoriously have bad hair. <laughs> yeah. Let's just let's just put it on the table. Some some athletes have good hairlines, strong. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man, um, Joe Johnson. 
had one of the best hairlines, best waves in the NBA for a long time. He represented for Dark Skin Brothers. He still but got niggas, athletes, athletes do a lot of weird, huh? He still got a good hairline. Good hairline, and he, but like for you to for you to have hair extensions, <laughs> and he, you know, he was going to the bubble barber. Yeah. To t- take your hair extensions out, it's just it was, you know, it's. Miles Talks podcast. We have a love hate relationship with the with the hair enhancements and the Beijing and the hair pieces and the things like that. It's just like live your truth. Let's leave some shit for the women to do. It's fine for men to be men. And when you yes. start blurring a line shit, you ain't you ain't Prince. You feel me? You're Jordan Clarkson. Yes. But you know who am I to tell anybody to do it themselves? But we're gonna call it weird. I thought it was funny. It definitely, I, I, looked, I was like, yo, how does it, it was even funnier, not that he went back to the ways, but I remember, because Jordan Clarkson was on that uh, that workout video run, he was yeah. trying to show that he could hoop through the workout videos, Yeah. and it was like, he just popped, I was like, yo, this nigga never had no fro, he never had, this nigga just had long hair, I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on, and I blame Fetty Wap for a lot of this. He's a good source, he's a good, he's a good scapegoat for this. I blame Fetty Wap, Fetty Wap, good that's scapegoat. why, listen, I don't want to put in, talk about black men in a bad way, but I think that has something to do with the demise of his career when you just add dread extensions to your shit. Do we not watch How High? Remember How High? When nigga yeah. said, he said, he said, he said, you ain't got dreads, you bitches, I just got these extensions put in today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that nigga ended up smoking himself to death. So I'm just saying, who footsteps do you want to follow in? I want to follow in. 2020 is I want to follow in Gordon Gordon Hayward's footsteps and get 120 million dollars over four years after I break my ankle. That's mediocre, mediocre. Let's see how much he averaged a year. Just 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 to give the this will be our last uh, NBA thing. Let's just see how much he averaged last year. I believe it was around 15 points a game. I give you. I give you 12. 12. I, I thought you said Gordon Hayward. And he's one of the few good, he was one of the few good white players. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a lot of good white players in the NBA, especially all-stars. Oh, oh, 17.5 points a game, six rebounds, 17. four assists. That is a good bench player. Uh, that is a good role player, not a max player. Good, good. Uh, making. Oh, the- he, got the, he got the same birthday as my dad, March 23rd. Thank you for making the um, the categories. Bench versus role uh star players he he's he definitely a starter but 120 million bro it's it's a lot of people better than him that ain't making that much money a lot of people bro jeremy grant jeremy grant is better than gordon haywood i don't think Kyrie or kd making that type of money not the hawks yeah man it's not the hawks but yeah it's um yeah nba it's been a lot going on a lot of trades a lot of a lot of swaps, a lot of contracts. So it's very exciting. I'm looking forward to the new season because I don't give a fuck about football because the Cowboys is garbage. And I, did they even win today? I know they played. They're playing right now. I don't, I don't really care. Okay, no one cares. But moving on along, we're going to talk about something that might be an abomination. Borderline abomination. DJ Nasty, I guess he do a lot of remixes of the song stuff. He mixed, he remixed Kurt Franklin's um, was it brighter day? Rain down. Uh, no, uh, that's I think it's brighter day. Rain down. Yeah, yeah. 
Whatever. Not whatever. A classic gospel song from the late 90s, early 2000s. Kurt Franklin is a legend in the gospel field. And that song is inspired, bro. That's that's one of like gospel, that's that's a part of the gospel mix. Like if you're trying to turn up, it's 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 a gospel mix that will have you in the spirit. Melodies from heaven would do it. It would do it. And Kurt Franklin got like seven out of ten of the jumps that's gonna get you there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, he, and early on, and I just want to say is early on in Kurt Franklin's career, they they challenged him, especially people in the church, they challenged him for making secular sounding gospel music. So he took a lot of heat for the sound that he created within gospel music, but he never strayed from the message of praising God and Jesus, and especially when it comes to Christianity. But DJ Nasty took that and he made it a strip club song, talking about raining down dollars. And no, the mix wasn't bad. No, it doesn't sound horrible. But um, I feel like it might be a little bit disrespectful how do you feel about it uh you know what i'm always here for you flipping i'm here for sampling right because sampling well no actually i'm in between about sampling because we've had those conversations about sampling and whatnot um if it's done melody right, from heaven is the name of the song my bad yeah, melody melody from from heaven. Heaven. i just think gospel samples shouldn't be sampled unless you're doing something uplifting in your song. Like, mm -hmm. that's the definition of sacrilegious. The song is so pure about melodies from, me heaven. Melodies from heaven coming down to rain on you, you know what I'm saying, for your blessings, so you can, you know what I'm saying, feel the, the, the Lord's blessings on you. I don't, I don't think you need the, I don't think you really need to put it on for strip club junk. Like, what a, what a, what a, what a, with a big booty jump on the cover art. Bro, it's a it's woman. Just, it's, it's a little bit distasteful for me. It's a woman holding an umbrella with dollars coming on top of the umbrella, standing with her back <laughs> towards the camera, with her post, with her booty, I was gonna say posterior. Posterior is right, right? Her posterior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Protruding, she got on the thong and some, and some thigh-high boots. It's just like, you know what it is? I, and I said this when we was talking about before. It's just, it just put some, put some blasphemy on top of the world going to hell already. You know what I'm saying? Like, this 2020, we got COVID. We had Trump. We in a recession. You might as well go ahead and make a gospel song, a strip club song, because we all going to hell anyway. Well, they going to hell. I ain't going to hell. <laughs> it's a little distasteful for me. A little bit distasteful. Um, I can understand people having outrage for it. But when this guy DJ Lugnassi, he is probably the he's probably the the Walmart version of Tory Lanez. Like <laughs> he makes all every song he does is a sample of something, right? Mm -hmm. And he, Tory Lanez does have uh, music that he's created on his own that's not a sample, so that's why DJ Lugnassi is a Walmart version of Tory Lanez, right? So it's like okay, you I, maybe you're just trying to shock the world, you know? what I'm saying you know on social media. You know, you catch a you catch a little viral moment. You're gonna go live. You're gonna get you're gonna get people to listen to your music and shit like that. He's done samples of shit before. I don't know, man. When you touch the goat, when you touch when you touch the gospel goat, people gonna feel a little way. Yeah, man. It's just like there gotta be a line somewhere. But like, 
Especially what you're sampling it for. What you're sampling it for. Like, if you're sampling it like a gospel song and it's your song is uplifting, there wouldn't be an issue. I'm going to tell you this right now. The strip club culture is real. There's no doubting that it is real. It, it, it It's a money. It's a big business. It drives hip hop. It's, it's a staple in the South. It's real. But there's a there's been moments when I've been in that space where I'd be like, this shit is pointless. <laughs> you feel me? Nine times out of ten. There's times you're, where you're gonna thinking, get you're gonna get that a lot in hip hop. It's it's in and, and and let's just be honest, because we, we talk about spiritual elements podcast podcast. That feeling that those nights in the strip clubs are not fulfilling to your soul, to your spirit. It's really draining when you think about what's happening it might give you a temporary high or a temporary feeling of whatever but that's that is not it's not sustained and it does not last even for the, the dancers know what, what we, we just watched the whole p, p valley the whole thing about p valley was that this ain't forever this is yep. the, this is something that's temporary and and if you're gonna bring some spirituality to it that is that is probably the most op- earthly exploitive industry in the world the the clubs exploit the shit out of those women yes some of them make good one good money but it really does nothing to feed your soul the strip club at all it's all earthly worldly desire that's it there's nothing of substance in the strip club i'm sorry you might find a a person in there that might be of substance but the culture and everything surrounding is not and to take and, and and i'm gonna do it and to take a gospel song it's all about empower, encouragement, getting you through a hard time, uplifting your spirit and soul, and to take it and to put it into making it. And more than the song, the graphic that he put out behind it. Yeah, that was where people were catching it a little bit. Of- it's like, what is sacred? If you ask the internet, nothing. Anything pure can be flipped and turned and manipulated and 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 brought down to and brought down to nothing. So it's like really you gotta ask yourself. I mean, everybody gonna do what they wanna do. People gonna listen to the song, people not gonna listen to the song. But I choose, I don't, I don't listen to I don't listen to all gospel music all day long. I do listen to rap music, but I draw the line for myself about my morality of what I listen to or not. So everyone can do it for themselves, man. It's just what is sacred. If you ask the internet, nothing. Yeah. There is no line, and, and you gonna have to find a line for yourself. So, DJ Nasty, that was that's what you decided to do. That's that's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. Um, moving along, we gonna talk about you know what I'm saying. We we've been dealing with this pandemic and all stuff. A lot of protests been going on. The protests that I don't believe they still stop. You know, this protest still going on every day. Um. But one of the big ones that happened, and I believe it was Kenosha. What, what state is that in? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yes, yes, yes. When they when they shot James James Blake in the back. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It was a it was a incident after that. Everybody should know this name. Seventeen year old named Kyle Rittenhouse was out there. Says he was doing trying to help the community, protect people. Was out there with an automatic weapon. Ended up killing two people. Um, he just got bonded out. $2 million bond. Um, Run that back one more time. Kyle Rittenhouse, Kenosha, no, no. Wisconsin. What was, bond? what was his bond? $2 million. $2 million. 
two million dollars. Um, but uh, from from what I know, I don't think this kid comes from that that wealthy family. Maybe he does, but uh, I believe there was a crowd crowdfunding whatever about crowdsource crowd yeah to get him to pay for his bond. The seventeen-year-old killed two people, two million dollar bond, and. I could smell all over this white privilege. I could smell all over this, you know what I'm saying? If you if you white, it's all right. Because I know for a fact, if a 17-year-old black kid was walking around with an automatic weapon, his ass probably would have been shot before his ass even made it one block by himself. But for a 17-year-old kid to go to a town he's not from, talking about he's, he's helping out the police and end up shooting two people, whether it's in self-defense or not, that's for the court to decide. I just know that the treatment under the law for black people is so different from it than it is for white people. And this is another case. That motherfucker probably would have never got no bond if it was a black kid. That's a fact, bro. And you could say whatever you want to say about it. First of all, this is in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, um, didn't it, it went blue. Didn't it go blue in the past election? I think it did. Let's take a look. Oh, keep talking. Yeah, so, but regardless of what I'm saying, like, the, the justice system, we know how it treats people. And the first, I believe, my brother Doc tweeted, Khalif Browder, we, if you've seen a documentary, it's one of the most heart-touching, heart tear-jerking documentaries you'll ever read. This kid spent two years in solitary confinement, probably two plus years. I can't, I mean, don't, don't quote me, don't quote me on the numbers, but he spent years of solitary confinement over stealing a backpack. This kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, killed two people and is out on bond over allegedly stealing a backpack, Khalif Browder. And all the missile anguish and all the things that Khalif dealt with, he ended up taking his own life. Kyle Rittenhouse, he gonna have to deal with what he did, but guess what? He's free. Mm. And it's just, listen, you can smell it on, I can smell this all just like just like uh, Botham John, when that when that white cop came into his house and killed him in his own house, got sentenced to five years. You, sh- you know she's gonna she's gonna be out in five years. She got sentenced to ten. She's gonna be out in five years. Yeah, it's 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 got the same thing written all over. Whatever sentence he do get is gonna be light. It's gonna be a slap on the wrist, and this kid is gonna get another chance to walk around and live. But they throw away black kids for a quarter of the same thing. And it's just, it's just, it's just, we, we can, we see it coming. It's coming and shit. I think it needs to be more protests and riots if that shit happened. Uh, Wisconsin went blue. That don't mean shit. Um, it don't. But, uh, yeah, it's sickening, bro. The nigga, if you want to keep a hundred, the nigga, the boy, Kyle Wittenhouse, He's not even from the state, bro. He's from Illinois. He's from Illinois. So he traveled across uh, state lines to be a militia for something that he has no reason to be about uh, to be in. Killed two people with a semi-automatic rifle. And I'm not 100% sure of the, the the gun laws in Illinois. But I would bet pretty good money that you shouldn't be having a fucking AR-15 at 17 years old. He's not even 18 yet. Okay? So this is a child running around with AR-15, protecting shit he don't even, he, he hasn't even really fully experienced. He doesn't even know what the fuck going on. 
or even been old enough to understand what the fuck going on, that he's just so wide-eyed and ready to go, that he's ready to travel. Who the fuck traveled him across straight line, state lines to do that shit? You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I'm not trying to get into that. I'm just saying, like, white whiteness works very well, and it continues to work. It continues to do what it needs to do. Um, but, yeah, like you said, for, like, Khalif Browder, man, black man, I got falsely accused and was poor, was and was not able to uh, come up with the bail to get out of jail, sat in prison for three years, but this guy that they crowdsourced for murdering two people, two unarmed people, I can't remember. I don't know if they, they might play the self-defense role, but those I know for a fact when two people didn't have guns in their hands, or knives or anything like that. They might have been charging at him, but he let off the lay. He let off, and two people is free. So America continues to work just the way it's supposed to work. So I just want people to understand what's going on. It's it's not a blue or a red thing, not a Republican or a Democrat thing, bro. Bro, it's just a way you get treated. It's just a way you get treated, bro. Like. That color, that skin color just seems to convict you and work completely against you. Oh, it works over time. It works over time, bro. It works like, oh, they'll listen. They ain't never said nothing about this kid's grades. I bet, listen, Ben was a black kid. They know his grades. They know, they about know. Come on, bro. Come on. You're telling the truth. Why are you, why are you, why are you so loud right now? Anything, any trouble he ever got, say he got suspended in the fourth grade, they would know about it. Yeah. Say, Say he say, say he forgot to pay for his lunch one day and stole some lunch. They would know about it. This yep. kid, this kid, it's just and it's it's the way the media works. It's the way the system works more than anything. It's like we see it coming, but what can we do about it? Like what can really be done? This kid, this kid could get off. It's no listen. I'm not talking about throwing away his life. He killed two people. They throw they throw, they throw away black kids' lives for nothing. Zero. In the system, give them give them. Give them football numbers. I'm sorry, can I? Not to make this fun, but that's one of my favorite hood sayings too. They'd be like, they gave him football numbers. <laughs> Six, I just, I'm sorry, I just had to, I, I couldn't let that pass. Our, our hood saying, uh, yeah. <laughs> our hood sayings t- uh, segment. But it's like, they give kids football numbers for armed robberies or assaults. And this kid murdered two people. Them other, they didn't have no guns. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not talking about throwing away his life. I'm just talking about equal treatment. But, like, they talking about justice is blind. They real live need to make it to where judges and juries cannot see the people that they are prosecuting or that are have charges brought up against them. They do not need to see. You don't need to see what these people look like. All you need to do is hear the stories. Hear the, hear the facts of the case. I don't. It shouldn't matter what color. But guess what? The bias is already in motion once they lay eyes on this little white kid. Yep. I don't even know if it's little. See, I already did it. Once they lay eyes on this white boy. The white man. You know how they do us? Oh, you a man. Listen, you you adult, bro. 17. He probably was underage when he when he was bro, how old was Kelly Brother when he was in in jail? Bro, he was 16. He was 16 at Rikers. I'm they charge him as an adult. 
I'm just tired of shit. And another story I just want to talk about real quick. There's there was a there was a girl I think I talked about on a podcast before. She ended up killing her newborn infant and buried her in her backyard. This blonde white girl ended up is out of prison now. She killed her newborn baby and she's out of prison. She served. She did. She she got convicted, but she did not. She didn't serve no jail time. She's 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 out of jail. But I always remember this case. It was a black mother who sent her kid to a school, a different school district. Lied about her her address or whatever. Yeah. And that woman got years in prison. Got five. Got this wife kills her baby, and they're coming up with medical reasons why she she submits to authority. It's a, it's a, it's a medical. It's a it's a psychological condition that she has to where she just. If anybody of authority, she automatically submits to them. It's Yo, just, black people are tired, bro. Fucking tired, bro. Why do you think all this shit been going on through COVID? We ain't got ain't nobody got no time for this shit no more, man. Nobody has time to be dealing with the the, the bullshit that they try to sell us, the lies. You trying to say that this this country is free, da, 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 whatever, whatever. Listen, I wasn't there that night when the kid shot somebody, but I, but I do know that he's getting treated way better than any kid that was black would have got treated. Back. They got pictures online of him shooting somebody. I'm looking at pictures right now of him aiming his fucking gun at people, walking around on the street. Why the fuck you bring? Why are you bringing a gun? Why did you bring a gun? You're not even from there, like son. That's like, I think we like the like. Come on, son. You're not even from there, my nigga. Like, what are you doing there? Like, that's not even your fight. A- and he killed some people, but he shot more other people. They just didn't die. Crazy, bro. And I'm and I'm gonna pay close attention to this case. So he spent two and a half months in custody on a murder charge and other counts. So he he shot three people. Two died. Two died. Joseph Rosenbaum, thirty six, and Anthony Huber, twenty six. And I just had to make a note: they're not black. <laughs> that's the. That's not a good thing, but it's a good thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hate to, I hate to, you know, like play that card and just say, but it's like they they can't unsee it. I can't un, I can't unknow it. Fuck it. What's next, bro? Um last time I checked, that was the man in these streets. Oh, we try to we about to get to it. You know what I'm saying? Off white bricks, white tan bricks, just hit a lick. Oh, bricks. It's balling like a bitch with all these bricks. 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 That's a hope. Want a bad bitch? Gotta get it bricks. Oh, uh, but my favorite Gucci, my favorite Gucci line is, I'm a walking lick. Do you that is that was just, you know. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Jeezy. Gucci had a versus battle. It went down. I was, I mean, we see uh this man is still in his full fit for the battle he has a, yeah. he has a blue bandana on but um when i tell you that was prime time like i made sure that i was home my verses were hooked up on my ipad i was blasting through the speakers i didn't care about the noise in my building I, I listened to every round of that battle i was there locked in and it was like probably one of the best escapes i've had in a long time that shit was everything i live tweeted that joint every single round and um, 
I believe we thought, and it's crazy to me too, how fast it switched. Cause we talked about T.I. Jeezy, the last podcast. Like we was yeah. preparing for that. And I don't know what happened with T.I. Do you know what happened with T.I.? Nope. No, no one has come out with any news about why T.I. So it just, it just switched from T.I. to Gucci. And the fact that this shit even happened is amazing. If any, if you black, if you know, if you black, if you know the history between these two men, the hit that was put out, the, the So Icy song, the, the death of Jeezy homie, like, this shit is real beef. Yes. So the fact that they could even be in the same room together was crazy. The I fact that they both... Let's give us context. They haven't been in the same room together mm-hmm. since it happened. So it's been like 20 years. 20, oh, no. Shout out, to, shout out to one of my favorite parts of battle. When Jeezy was like, man, it's been damn near 20 years. Gucci was like, it's been 15. <laughs> exactly how long. Yeah. Nigga said, damn near 20. Nah, it's been 15. So, you know what I'm saying? It, we know that it is no love lost. You know what I'm saying? It's a real street thing, rap thing that has been, you know what I'm saying, talked about for years. And the fact that this, this battle even happened is epic in itself. And um, it did not disappoint. Um, you pick Jeezy. You pick Jeezy against T.I. I pick Jeezy against T.I. And we talked about this, but not on the podcast. I would have picked Jeezy against Gucci. Um, and I guess round by round, it seems like Jeezy was the winner of the verses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, uh, we. I mean, I don't think we need to go through it. The songs per uh, round per round. I want to talk about a few though. I yeah. want to talk about a few. I think there were some there were some rounds that were closer than as we look at the playlist again. There were some rounds that were closer than immediately we thought it was. Um, I think Gucci. I mean, more on Gucci side, but I know it on the Jeezy side. Gucci's strategy, if this was just if I'm just doing entertainment only, right? Gucci's strategy of harping on the beef and continuing to diss Jeezy took away from his playlist of potential hits. Yes, because he was definitely aiming his songs at Jeezy's neck. Yeah. Which I can't blame him for because... Sure. I mean, we'll get into that later. You know, we'll get into that later. I think... But I think there, if we... If we're both Gucci fans, uh, we, we, you know... We were in these streets, you know what I'm saying? We was outside. Gucci has a lot of mixtapes and a lot of things he could have played that mm-hmm. are bigger hits than if, you know, if we look at some of the later songs that yes. he didn't play. He could play the Nicki song. Kind of, yeah, and now if he played this hand of, like, continuing to disc Jeezy plus playing the fucking hits, he would have had a better shot of this uh, at having a clear concise win. But let's say statistically, right? How many classic albums, how many classic albums does Gucci have? I'll say one. Stay versus Roger Davis. Albums, albums, yes, one. Studio albums, albums that were commercially released out to the people. Yes, Roger. Jeezy uh, has how many? What, Roger Davis album, whatever it's called. Stay versus Roger Davis. Stay versus Roger Davis, Roger Davis. And Jeezy to be um, conservative, I'll say he got three. He got Thug Motivation 101, Recession, TM103. I'll say TM103 be- is a really good album. I want to call it a classic. It's a okay. really good album. Very good, commercially accepted albums. Yeah. 
in music industry wise, Jeezy has been a better, better commercial artist than Gucci. Yes. So in a versus battle, if you want to do hits that just numbers wise, Jeezy has a little bit of advantage. Yeah. But the, the whole point, and I think the which kind of uh, affected the strategy that Jeezy took is that it's kind of perceived that Gucci got the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Gucci got the hood. Every every hood nigga, every dope boy, every trap nigga is picking Gucci over Jeezy a little bit. Now they both they're both loved, but it's like who realer? It yeah. kind of feels like, especially and let's let's not discount. He got a body in the streets. That's a strike. He has a known yeah. body that he beat. He got a self defense body, which is the most respected body in the streets. Yeah, not yeah. The, you know what I'm saying not not the most respected, but it's respected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got a body that everybody know about that you can openly talk about. It give you a lot of cachet in the streets. So like, I feel like Jeezy, strategy-wise, Jeezy tried to like, you know what? Because I feel like Jeezy held back a little bit. Just like you said that thing about Gucci. I feel like Jeezy was trying to keep it as street as... He tried to play his mixtape shit, his hood shit, his street shit more than he was going to play his commercial, you know what I'm saying, chart-topping shit. Because right. he wanted to meet Gucci where he at and beat him at what people might perceive Gucci is better at. That street right. shit. And um, but I loved it, man. I loved every moment. I was drunk. I scored car live, tweeted that bitch. I love seeing everybody talk about it. But there are two rounds that I want to talk to you about specifically. They say round 13. They say round heavy by Gucci versus lost my mind. This was a I gave this to Gucci. Okay. Heavy, it's real, so heavy, jet neck heavy, somebody help me, my neck hurt, my chain heavy, he like, and then even listen to it, like I said, I had this shit on the speaker in the crib, so I heard that bitch, I'm like, that shit just hit a little bit harder than lost my mind to me, who'd you get that round to? Initially, I gave it to heavy. Initially? I wouldn't be, but... When I think about lost my mind, lost my mind rang off. That and also in the clubs, in the you know we was outside. Terry, we was outside, we was outside and drinking. And lost my mind rang off, bro. Lost my mind. The we clouds were and the Drake version. Heavy. I was smoking big weed. I was not drinking as much, but lost my mind. I was drunk. I was drinking. Yeah. And we say one oh three. Why y'all tripping? I'm just uh twelve forty five. About, about that. that time, like, come on, son. Like, heavy is a classic street anthem. It just don't ring off. Like, okay. lost my mind, dude. So, that was I, like I said, I initially gave it to heavy. I initially gave it to okay. heavy. And then a set, and this is, I think we we're actually split on this one. Round seventeen, wasted versus trap star. I'm a trap. You know what? I might even be switching my because that shit is hard. He likes and it. it's definitely and hey. And if we're going with the streetness, wasted versus trap star, we know which song is more street. Yeah. Trap star for sure is more street. But I don't know why I feel like maybe maybe it was the alcohol. I was maybe because I was wasted. It's like when wasted came on, I just remember and also we was in the streets. We was we was in the field when wasted was popping. 
Yeah. Probably freshmen and freshmen in college out here getting drunk for the first time on our own. When wasted, come on. I don't really don't like the white boys, but I do get and you know also think and there's a question. Wasted like the white boys. Plies is on both of those two songs yeah. that I people plies may not be at the top of the rap game, but he should be respected for his he was on wasted and he was on um lost my mind. Yeah. So um I could see giving the trap star, but though but it, just to say, I brought those two rounds up because it's a lot of joints that were toss-ups, and it's like bias gonna really take hold in this battle. But even with the bias, and I said I had a little bit more Gucci bias than Jeezy bias, even though I would, I was a Jeezy fan before I was a Gucci fan. I could say that for sure. In 08, probably no 07, 06, <laughs> when Jeezy was out, I was a fan. But in 09, when Gucci came, like when when I really got when I grabbed a hold of that music, Gucci was all I played when I tell you like but like that's what I'm saying like I feel like he got in the dissing him dissing bag and didn't just stay in like I got hits bag like even and if you want to stay in the hits bag like you didn't play trap house three yes like, trap house trap see freaky girl did he play sure. I don't love her he missed out he did miss because he did those like, like three those are three he could have just caught up and like caught up where he made it close on Close on you could have did. I got nothing on you, like anything yeah. from Trap Trap God Two, Trap God Three. Yeah, you got right. you got you got a little bit of lifeline there. Like those are hits, bro. But and see, then, I think like you know, Banana Boat with Nicki Minaj. Like I know he got a Mariah Carey hit. Like he did, he did. But see, that's when I think the personal might have yeah. took over more of the strategy shit because I feel like he was really. Like you said, the whole battle, he was not holding no punches when it came to disrespecting Gucci. He said, nigga, you, when he talked about his nigga being, he said, dig your nigga, your nigga can't dig that nigga up. He can't say shit now. Bro, every, when on my, I was on Twitter, everybody said, oh shit. Bro, no, the, the time, it, I think time stopped. It stopped for a second. When he we said, like, nigga, oh, your dead homie can't out, say man. shit. Go dig said, his ass smoking up. smoking on Pookie Loke tonight. I said, Smoking oh. on. That's what he said. I'm smoking on fucking. I said, oh, shit. Like, you know, here's a here's a better hit. So we we debated about the Wake Up in the Sky record, right? Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to play a pop record or a record that's like, I'm bigger than that, I'm bigger than this street shit, why didn't he play Black Beatles? Gucci was on that? Yes, with Rice from Listen, like I said, it seemed like Black was, Beatles was a cultural moment. Niggas was doing this. He seemed like, like oh yeah, the, the freeze on. Yeah, like come on, so that's a cultural moment. You would win. Like I like yeah, I don't want niggas to know my like I I am obviously Jeezy biased, but Gucci was a is a really big part of my life too. Like first day out. Changed my life, you know what I'm saying. So I don't want to. I don't want niggas like yes, I'm biased. But that's why this was such a great battle because yeah. bro, it's two artists that niggas really like can't grew up with. I'm talking about we've seen the success of both artists and we seen what niggas went through when Gucci, when Gucci came out, when Gucci came back out of jail, new Gucci. Like that's a whole moment in time. Now whether the music, but and I even tweeted this and niggas can't say that Gucci got way more. 
recent hits than he Jesus. does. He probably could have stayed there too. And he could have stayed, and he and and he kept staying in the battle. He said, "You keep playing that old shit. Here, this new shit." But I so, think that's that's a great strategic move by Jeezy. I'ma stay in this nostalgic lane, and you can play the new hits. But you don't got nothing that can beat anything I got way back. Yeah, Jeezy probably last twenty hits. It's not about categories or nothing like that. It's about you play the hit. I but Jeezy, play the hit. like we said, Jeezy didn't play. He didn't play my nigga with YG. Come on, son. He didn't play. Did he played me okay. Nope. Like those those he played super last freak. two. He didn't play super freak. Super freak, bro. So it's like, but at the end of the day, I gave it to Jeezy twelve eight. And I think you had a 12 too, but we just kind of flip-flopped some of our round picks. Mm-hmm. But at the end, Jeezy, I did have Jeezy. And, and I love that they went, because I was so lit, I didn't even realize that they went past 20. And I'm yeah. scoring the shit. And I'm like, yo, I'm up to 13-9-1. Like, how am I even at 13-9 if they was doing 20? So I love that like, that, if, that Like, all right, not the, I'm going to play something. Like, just because, like, Jeezy could have, uh, Gucci could have even played this as a, as a, as a recent hit. That would have went off. Slippery. Yes. I don't know if you can hear it. It's slippery. Oh, yes. What? Like, that's a recent hit you got to play. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, You're talking about recent hit? That went off. That went off. That was my whole summer one summer. <laughs> like, come on, son. Like, like I think he, like, the Bruno Mars hit, I don't think it was for the demographic that was listening. But see, and this speaks to both artists though, they both, you're right, it wasn't for the demographic. The reason why I did give that one to, to Gucci is because I've heard people argue through all these verses. Well, that one, it was a better song. Sure. Better song. Composed better, features, artists, whatever you want to say, whoever, oh, Bruno carried it, Kodak carried it, whatever. And that moment in time was very lit. So, um, you know, it was a great battle, man. I loved it. It was, it was, it took us, it was a good nostalgic jump for, for us old motherfucking people. They try to kick off Twitter talking about we we 30 plus and shit. No, Bro, I'm staying on if you wasn't alive for them, for them two niggas when they was hot, when Gucci was still sitting fat, Gucci. Oh, Gucci couldn't breathe. Come on, son. That's Listen, late. Gucci sound totally different on tracks now. That nigga be that nigga had asthma when he would talk. That nigga was so um. It was just great, man. I really enjoyed it. So that's my last topic. And, um, and I think I think that's a great segue into this week's conversation today. Is uh based off so the underlying and overlying tone about Gucci versus Jeezy's because they have real life beef. Uh, you know, they started off doing the song with So Icy. Um, and you know, there was which I hated by the way. It was not the best song, but whatever. I, I mean, I still, I still seen the, I still seen the chorus. I don't seen the, I don't rap, but I, I never liked that song. Okay, sure. Um, you know, there's some underlying story between uh, how this so actually be started. You know, I think uh, they both were on the song, and I think this the A and R or the the people at, on top of Jeezy's label, Def Jam wanted Gucci, uh, Jeezy to have that song as his, but it was Gucci's song originally. Mm-hmm. So Jeezy took the song and put it on his album and Gucci didn't like that. So they had, and that started the beef a little bit, but eventually it got a little more violent in terms of 
Jeezy said on a song, I got 10,000 for a nigga that gave me Gucci so icy chain. Mm. And a nigga actually went out and tried to get him his chain, uh, tried to take his chain, aka Pookie Lo, one of Jeezy's homeboys, and uh, Gucci protected himself and Mm -hmm. killed his man. So there was there is an actual violence aspect to that, to that to their disagreement to the beef. So as we saw on social media, and as we you know that was one of the underlying tones of it. And as we watched it during his verses, we saw Gucci man being quite the aggressor. He was cursing him out, calling him a bitch. I'm smoking on Pookie Loke today. You know, free kill, free kill. Just he played truth. He played. He started off the beef for the diss song, like he violated him for like 90 minutes or whatever, right? Um, and Jeezy, on the other hand was a lot more coy. He didn't really dive into the beef. He didn't give him a lot of energy back on the on, on the beef side. And uh-huh. on social media, you'll see a lot of people were like, oh, they were they were loving the energy Gucci was giving. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. But then they were playing off on the energy that they were not happy about the energy Jeezy was getting you know, in terms of like, maybe Jeezy was showing a little bit of growth in terms mm-hmm. of like, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to give in to this energy. You know, I did wrong earlier in my days, 20, 15 years ago. Um, it was saying know, I still stuff. might not fuck with you, but we can still get money together. And people, you know, there were people who felt on both sides, like, oh, Jeezy showing growth. But then other people were like, Jeezy's a bitch or whatnot or whatnot or he know what he did wrong. So the conversation today is really about what is growth. Can you be in the room with someone that did you wrong? Mm-hmm. And you know, is Jeezy wrong for? That's real growth, though, right? Yeah, I think that's real growth. If you can be, I think they both show real growth because even though Gucci was dissing him more and definitely disrespecting him and speaking on speaking from the same place that they was at from since the shit happened the fact that he was there shows some growth in gucci had it been just a bag they got the bag finally the bag they finally paid him he'll show for a bag they finally paid him paid him like Gucci money. said, Gucci said eventually, like Gucci said a while before, like I'm not doing the verses unless they put no, like it's not six figures involved. He said that. Well, see, that's probably undisclosed shit that when that they that they probably in the contract, like we can't talk about y'all niggas getting paid. But for sure, that nigga, that shit had to bring in a lot of revenue some type of way. Yeah. Like, so there's money to be divided. But it's like, and for all the and people are gonna say what the fuck they want to say. That's what I was really. I didn't like seeing that shit. I didn't like seeing people talk about oh, Gucci sat there and got disrespect for ninety minutes and da 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 da. I I didn't agree with that. I didn't. And you he talked about smoking on your dead homie. You ain't do shit but stand there. Those are the motherfuckers that throw their life away over some petty. Mm. Shit. Those mm. are, those are the motherfuckers that feel like someone can really take their pride from them. They could take their manhood from like. And, and niggas will be like, nigga, I die over shit. Yeah, them the niggas that die over dumb shit. Like, 100%. Mm. And it's and if you know anything about war or battle or anything about life in general, 
you will not last long thinking that way. Gucci lost years of his life being being the same Gucci that he was that killed that nigga that day. He lost years of his life. And guess what? When Gucci came out, what was he? He was a changed man. Yeah. Gucci lost weight. He stopped, he was a dick. First of all, all this this whole time that people talking about before Gucci went to jail, he was addicted to drugs. He was he was he was self-proclaimed crazy. He had a lot of uh psych- psychiatric evaluation. And and from the outside looking in, you can't tell me that that man was living a happy, happy life in his success. Yeah. Because when you happy and at a content place, and contentment is not always a negative word, content in yourself, you don't do something that winds you up in prison. Yeah. You're not in those type of situations. So I applaud Gucci for his his growth and just being there, even though maybe he didn't talk the most shit, talk the, uh, wasn't the most nice to Gucci, nice to Jeezy, but who gives a fuck about that? But the fact that he was there is growth. And the growth that he had to go through from being out of prison, losing that weight, uh, reinventing himself, marrying his marrying his lady, having a new baby, and Jeezy understanding that his rap career wasn't going to be forever and understanding that I'm a legend in this shit, but you can't stay hot and rap forever. And parlaying that shit into all the shit he talked about during the verses, being a business owner, owning real estate, the, the real wealth, Gucci kept talking about his clothes. Jesus kept talking about whatever. People clown a nigga for that shit. So to me, it's like the growth really comes from the growth was there for Jeezy, and I love to see it. Because if Jeezy was on that same type of time, the two niggas wouldn't have been able to be in the same fucking room together. I don't know if we lost Brish or not. I think we might have lost him. But I'm still here. We're gonna wait till he comes back. We might have to cut this. I'm here. Off. I'm here. I had to. I had to. I'll let you talk. I had to use the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So it's like the last thing I said was I said I said again that if Jeezy, I, I like the growth that I saw in Jeezy. Just like all the people that didn't like seeing it, I did like seeing it, and I like the fact that because I know that they would not have been able to be together if one of them, if both of them, was on the same shit that they was on 15 years ago. Yeah. It wouldn't have been no verses for your ass to even tweet about. It wouldn't have been no verses for us to watch and enjoy and me for me to score around and get drunk and you know what I'm saying and debate about these songs, which I which songs that I love from both of them. So there was growth. What do you what do you think is growth? I mean, I think it was dead ass growth for Jeezy to take 90 minutes of slander, even if it was part of the routine or not. The nigga said like you know, you smoking on Pookie Loke tonight. Like, that's your man. Like, that it takes a level of a strength, even if it's part of the the deal, mm-hmm. for a nigga to say, I'm smoking on your man tonight. I don't care how much you pay me. Like, even, I'm going to tell you, Terry, if someone says, I'm smoking on Terry Loke, Terry Pack tonight. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be tight. Yeah. Yeah, but like, see, even, even if I'm getting a bag, even if they're paying me the bag, like there's a level of respect that and a level of man or the ego. Like, this, this is certainly ego, it's certainly ego. Yeah, that's it. You're not gonna tell me you're smoking on my man tonight, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's tough to hear, um, and not be activated about. It's tough to hear that, like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm. You gonna find your man where you sent him in a box or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's tough 
It's tough to hear. It's tough. I think there's a level of growth and restraint. I tweeted it. I said, like, oh, Jesus' level of restraint is OD right now. Like, I, I understand it probably Ain't was. Ain't that the fucking goal? Yeah. Ain't that the goal? People yeah. act like it's the goal to remain petty for your whole life or to be able to be triggered your whole life. Now, I'm not saying that I'm even there. I'm not saying that I could do I'm that. I'm not there either. Because, like you said, if someone's someone I'm smoking on Chris, I'm like, you said what? Like, niggas gonna really have to see me and I'm gonna want to hurt you physically. Yeah. So it's like, but ain't that the fucking goal? Like, motherfuckers that really wanna live, if you wanna live petty your whole life, I promise your ass gonna look bad. You gonna old, you gonna age old. You ain't gonna, and, and I and 100%, I know all that shit that Jeezy was talking, he ain't in that place. I mean, Gucci, all that shit Gucci was talking, he not in that place either because he wouldn't look as good as he does. Pause, no homo. But I'm just trying to say, like, all these motherfuckers talking, bro, I really, I know for a fact that these motherfuckers, their growth, you have to really change. You cannot be the same person. You can't think the same way. You can't have the same fucking triggers. If I could say the same thing to you in high school that make you want to fight me when you're 30, what the fuck is wrong with you? You haven't changed, bro. And I understand, like, like I think we understand the, the cultural and the background of why they have beef, right? And you that's why saying? the streets is fucked up. Continue. I'm gonna say it after you're done. Yeah, like I think we, I think we all understand why we have the cultural and streets aspect, uh, cultural and the quote unquote street aspect of why niggas is why they're beefing. Like it's real beef, right? And yeah. I understand that. Like, and I've never been put in this situation. I don't know, but I do know that if something happens to me or somebody I love, and it's been twenty years from now. 15. 15. <laughs> 15. I might not fuck with you, but I can I can have therapy. And even if I was in the wrong, I could go through therapy. I can be at peace with myself. And I can, you know, it's up to you. Like, because remember, Jesus said I extended the olive branch first. Mm-hmm. Gucci denied it the first time. So there must have been another reason why Gucci wanted to come back around and do mm-hmm. this versus. I assume it's money, right? So one thing that tells me is that, and this is an overlying thing with Black people in general, is that like, I don't need to like you or even fuck with you or even want to be in a room with you ever again to get some money with you. Mm-hmm. Or get money for myself. And that should be something that we should take going forward in terms of anything in in terms of like life or politics or business deals or just living. Like, I don't got to fuck with you. I don't got to talk to you ever again. But for me, as a, I'm, I'm 30, 30 years, 30 years old. Them niggas is 30, 40. Them niggas is 40. Gucci 40. 40. Like, Gucci you know what I'm saying? Gucci ain't trying to fight nobody. Jeezy ain't trying to fight nobody. Them niggas got lives. Them niggas got families. Like, and as we've heard and we've seen with like young niggas passing away, it's cool to grow old. Mm-hmm. No, it's a blessing that we don't gotta wear none of these niggas on no fucking shirts. Mm-hmm. But I think niggas wanna, I think niggas, especially on social media, they wanna glorify that. These niggas ain't on shirts. 
or like um, nothing, none, nobody put each other on a shirt. That's exactly what I'm saying. And that's what, and the streets is fucked up. Like for better, like, yes, the streets is what people, the product, the environment that, that people grew up in and the culture of the streets. But let's just be honest, the streets is fucked up. The retaliation is a vicious cycle that will never end. You kill my man, I kill your man, you kill me, they kill you. It's it's ne- somebody for the for for a cycle to stop. Someone has to choose to stop doing right. And this is not even about Gucci and, and Jeezy no more, because we see the choice they made. They fucking did the verses and squash the shit in front of everybody. Now whether yeah. it was real or it's not, that's not up to me to decide. But I'm just saying, some the streets is fucked up. The mentality of an eye for an eye, everybody blind. So if and if niggas really want to perpetuate that, you could do that to yourself all the live long day. And you could type on the internet all day, Jeezy a bitch. He didn't say shit when the nigga talking about he smoked his homie. And we can laugh and joke and da-da-da. And we can be, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But I'm talking about elevating higher and living on a different level. I always, I've said this before, Nipsey Hussle said it. If we really, we have to change the way we respond to disrespect. Because it's a lot of it's a lot of fake niggas out here that say a lot of disrespectful shit on the internet. If you address right. every fake per, if you address every person, like I said, this ain't got nothing to do with and Gucci no more. If you address every person who's just talking shit on the internet with that the exact energy that they give off, you your ass is gonna be in jail, your ass is gonna be trouble, and they ass is gonna be sitting home talking about, well, I wasn't even about that life. Yeah. You have to change the way you respond to disrespect. Now, yes, Gucci disrespected Jeezy to his face. He played diss songs that were disrespectful. You don't make diss songs because you like the motherfucker. You, Correct. Y'all had real grievances and real blood was shed and lives were lost over y'all disagreement. Now, do you want more lives to be lost? Y'all 40-year-old men. Do you want to still, like, on some real shit? That's what, that's what everyone needs to have looked at it at. Do, do you? I don't want to see 40-year-old men fighting each other. Not at all. And it's not acceptable in no type of way. I don't give, like, yes, there's a point to where, like, I'm not just going to be bitched and run over and disrespected. But if you are outside of that space to where it's like, what is what does words really mean to me at this point? Words are fucking words. Mm-hmm. Both of them are millionaires. Both of them are don't live in Atlanta no more. Well, I think Gucci probably, they probably have homes, whatever. They're not in the hoods of Atlanta no more. Them actually clashing on some real, on a real, it's either me or you level. They have families. It's, they got it's, families. It's, they got kids. If they you got don't, businesses. if you don't grow, you what? The, and I, I think I said this on the podcast. Anything that's not growing is dead. Yeah. Anything that's not, if a plant is not growing, a tree not growing, you're dead. And if a human is not growing, they're dead. Your soul is dead inside. So if you Ask all the people talking that shit. Obviously, they don't want to get deep. They want to keep it on the surface and be petty and do whatever they do. And I, and I can't, and I'm not here to convince, change nobody's mind about shit. But all them people saying them that dumb ass shit on Twitter. Do you want to be where you at right now, 10 years from now? You see the motherfucker? Did the person that called you a bitch in high school that you would you would you would get suspended and fight over? Are you gonna really punch a nigga in the face when you 40 for a nigga calling you a bitch? If you are, then that's that's the answer. That's your answer. But yeah. I love I love to see it, and I love and I love the disrespect too. If you want to be honest, I love it. Listen, it I was, was listen. I was thoroughly entertained. I was on my I was a, 
the edge of my seat. Like, oh, is this nigga going? This nigga is violating him. Violated. But guess what? It was even better. It wasn't even better, not entertainment-wise, but the way that he handled it. Just kept he stayed with the plan, stayed with the program. And he kept and he kept dropping them hits. And who won the bat? Who won the battle? Jeezy. All right. I think I think that I keep trying to tell niggas besides the theatrics and shit. Nigga just kept countering with good hits. You can't, you can't like if it's about the music, you can't get a like if you stay on top, if you stay on task and it's about the music, it's tough. It's, it's a tough argument. Now we're talking and about we talk about, yeah, and I talk about on this podcast not enough no more, but the fallacies and the in the arguments. If we're talking about music and you start talking about this, you're trying to get me off of the point that I'm trying to make. The point of this isn't to talk about shit. Yes, yes, it's a factor in it, but the point was not to talk about me trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> the point is for us to play these songs to see who got the better 20 songs. Yeah. And whether you want it, of course we want, everybody loves the side shows. You yeah. want the side show, but the main yeah. show, Jeezy won. Yeah. Side note, I think we're off this conversation now. I think we kind of same same point. Side note, my man Rick Ross, he got new teeth, and he didn't get the memo that you need a little hint of yellow in it. Oh, are they too white? Yeah, they, they're real white. I got to go through his IG right go, now. Go look at his Niggas IG. be getting teeth. Listen, you know who else got their teeth way after they should have? Jermaine Dupree. He got new teeth? But his teeth look good, though. But he, you know, his teeth been spaced out and wide for years. Jermaine been getting money forever. But he just got them teeth like three years ago. But let me look at let me look at Rose teeth. <laughs> like it's it, you could tell it's really white. He ain't get the little off color a little bit. Like that's why, and that's why these bitches get five shit. He did the post. He did the post. See if I can see. I don't know if you can see. It. Oh, it's I can see him a little bit in the picture. It's the post. No, go to the post where he's with the doctor, and then start looking after. Okay, let me go. Let me go. I gotta log in real quick. Shout out to technology people. Can you see the one I'm looking at? Okay, that's on his IG. Yeah. All right, I'm on IG right now. Okay, I see it. I see it. I see it. Yeah, they look good though. They ain't the big dumb horse jumps. But now when you start looking at his photo, he's smiling like shit. It's like really white. I mean, well, you know everything Hollywood's fake anyway. I think it needs a little hint. Of yellow, little hand. Everything in Hollywood fake anyway, so that's the new trend. Though I'm not mad. That's not a trend. I'm not really mad at. It's just no one's really perfected it. Yeah, them shit's white as hell. They look good though. They look good. Like, look, listen. Rose trying to rebrand rebrand himself, not in terms of like him being not a street nigga, but just like I'm trying to get more commercial deals, and I can't get mad at that. You but know you know what you got you need to do though? Just go look at go look at some old pictures and see how big he really used to be. Oh, he was a big boy. Ross was big as fuck. He's like half of what he was now, man. I'm not mad at Rose at all. He's really rebranding himself as like one, I think he's thinking himself differently, like differently in terms of like I'm trying to get into like acting and shit like that. Like you only play certain type of roles when you big as fuck. You know what I'm saying? True, 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 true. And this nigga's crib is huge. He's got the fucking coming to America at his crib. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, this shit is insane. This shit is insane. So I that's like, like I a commercial house. That's like 
you gotta rent that. You gotta Airbnb that bitch out. I wouldn't even. That's too much. I mean, I was. I never had as much money as him, so I. I guess I gotta get that money to see how I actually really want to live. But Man, who could buy your shit as an Airbnb? You probably just gotta rent it out for the low. Get get a good deal. You gotta rent it out for fucking music videos, nigga. Like, I'm sure he does that too. I think he said he wanted to be for Ti. Now you want to smoke with Ti in terms of the verses. I think that'd be a good battle too. Yeah, Ross and Ti. But see, he kind of not that he was wasted against Two Chains, but he was kind of wasted against Two Chains. Yeah, because I didn't even watch that one. That wasn't compelling enough. But he got new teeth, so. Shout out to Ross New Teeth. You know, always remember it's cool to get the pure white, but it's, it comes off just like the girl with the two big ass that don't match her thighs. It's like we know it's not real. You you want it to be as humanly perfect as it can. Cause when you get to the enhanced perfect, it's like it, it turns me off when I see somebody with too much work done or with too I'm saying like, cause I know that it's fake. I want to kind of believe that it could be real. Right. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to little, shout out to the natural hint, people. Little hint. Little hint of yellow. Yeah, man. It could be a little hint of yellow. Don't say yellow. Little little beige. <laughs> but uh, I think we're on the same page of um I think we appreciate Jesus' growth. I think it's all for entertainment value, but it is concerning. But we're also we're also, I think our demographic is still in that age of like, you do me wrong, it's be forever. And these mm-hmm. niggas were 20, 19, 20 years old. I'm saying it's 15 years. Honestly, like I don't I think I think we're we are at the age where we're like I could still not fuck with you, but it's not gonna control my life. Oh we can get money People, together. And that's that's a that's a great point. People really let the like whether you want to believe it or not, when you got that much hate in your heart. It controls you. Yeah. And they're control. And if somebody can really move you like that, that's a sign that you don't got no goddamn self-control. Like, I don't want to live like that where no one could really affect me in that way. Yes, I'm gonna respond to, to, to things accordingly, but and Jesus responded accordingly. They're in a battle and somebody dish you, what you do? Drop another hit. Drop the shit where I was talking shit about you. Like, you want that nigga to jump across the stage and smack him so y'all can laugh and, and be like, oh, that nigga was dumb. That's what they want. They want you to do jump shit. So they can call you dumb. I ain't got time. I really don't. Got, oh my god! I really hate people, bro. Every day I hate people more and more. Nice, bro. And I saw that shit. And I swear I logged up. I was like, these niggas really trying to. Yes, the yes, the Pookie shit was fun. Was was real. It was real disrespect. But y'all niggas talking all this shit. But if that shit really happened to you, you wouldn't do a motherfucking thing. Not when the bags involved, bro. Niggas real cowards, bro, and be talking that that shit, bro. Niggas is real cowards. That's a good word right there, cowards. And these women, these women, and women, and listen, women talk talk that beef shit the most. Want niggas to fucking shoot it out over shit, and I'm like, you, they, someone said it on another part. Y'all the reason niggas be getting killed. Ninety percent of times. Like it was a, it was a, it was. Don't call me white girl on um million dollars worth of games. Like y'all don't. Y'all, some shit happened that you don't even need to call your nigga, your, your brother or your cousin over. And that nigga come with the guns and niggas end up dying because Joe ass started the shit. It's no, just like, bro. Yeah, bro. You ain't, yeah. nah, I'm not living my life for nobody. I'm living for my family. 
Damn, bro. Not for the motherfucking Twitter sphere. But uh, I think we, we can wrap this conversation up. Um, I got, we've been part for a good amount, but I got one question that I think we need to consult on and we can get on with ourselves. So last week we talked about, we talked about somebody lying, lying on a, a man lying to a woman or whatever, but um, talking about like one of the uh, oldest games in the book. But this question is, I try to break up with my girl because she talks as fuck and I don't need that in my life. But she said if I leave her, she'll kill herself and I think she might be serious. What do I do? My first, my first response was just leave her anyways. You're going to feel some guilt if she really kill herself though. I think I won't. That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> You don't give a fuck. You you ain't gonna give a fuck. I think I won't, bro. Like if that's toxic, bro. Like, like as we said plenty of times before, niggas love to throw that card out. We love to say we'll kill ourselves or like. Yep, and it's manipulation tactic. It's manipulation. Like I think you need to understand that she's trying to manipulate you, and I think once you realize that she's trying to manipulate you, whatever happened, whatever God says is gonna happen. You need to be at peace with it. <laughs> For sure, you need to get away from that person. Anyone that's threatening to kill themselves over you is not somewhere you need to be. But uh, if you have, if you really want to help them, you don't want to just leave them out to drive. You know, you might, you're actually protecting yourself by getting away from. Because if they'll kill you themselves, have you ever heard of murder suicide? People? Yeah, they'll kill you. They killed you, and then they kill themselves. Yeah, so white, uh, white men get- excel in that. You don't want to get caught up. You don't want to get caught up in a murder suicide. So, but if you do kind of want to help her, like you got love for the person, I would say uh, recommend them to get help professionally. Um, see a therapist or talk to someone, you know, spiritual advisor, something of that nature, and then get the fuck up out of there. And then, oh, and then while they're talking to the person, you pack up all your shit and you be moved do out. that while you're leaving. Yeah, while they're talking to the professional, you're packing. And yes. you're moved out by the time they get back home. Yeah. Cause bro, anybody that like it's crazy that you talk about suicide. Cause I read um I'm reading about I read about suicide this past week, and it's like a lot of people try to find some bravery in suicide and like it was really hard to do. And yes, you do have to kind of it's not easy to kill yourself. No, it's not. And it takes a lot to work yourself up to that point, but there is no What's the word? There's no. There's no bravery in suicide. There's no. Like, there's nothing positive. There's it doesn't take a lot of strength to kill yourself and all this, all these positive things we try to put on suicide. We we find people in tough places and and yeah, life is rough. Life is a motherfucking test. Life is a grind every day, but. There's no, there's nothing positive about suicide. So the fact that you got someone in your life that's really talking about this talk, you like, you need to try to get them help, but you also need to protect yourself because, like I said, they will kill you and kill themselves, and think that think that they're gonna have no nothing to answer to, or for. So, get them help, and then while they're getting help, you move out or run away. Good answer. Uh. I think we'll keep it here. I think I think we've been fighting for a while, so I think we'll get to the next the other questions I have next week. So, That's fine. Uh,
Terry, do you have any, uh, you have something to close this out with this week? I don't have a, a black business this week. Yeah, that's fine, because I need to get up out of here. Um, I have a verse, Bible verse, Proverbs 18, verse 15. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. One more time. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. So there's two words that I want you guys to focus on, knowledge and wise, root word of wisdom. Um, as we grow, we just talked about growth. You, we, the only thing that's going to bring forth that growth in us moving forward and elevating our lives is acquiring knowledge and going out and getting it. Um, and that requires, and that to acquire knowledge, that requires you to read, do research, listen to people who are wiser than you. Um, we have to do those things as we go forward. It only benefits you. The more you know, the better off you are. Sometimes people feel like when you get too much knowledge, you might become jaded. You Learning how the system really works might be depressing, but it will benefit you more than hurt you because you'll know how things work. And so they say your heart will discern. The, the heart of the discerning person acquires knowledge. The ears of the wise seek it out. So for you to become wise, you have to surround yourself, surround yourself with other wise people and search for people with wisdom. That's the only way for your, that's the best way for you to progress and elevate, which is what we all want to do in life. Yeah. You do not want to be the same today. You do not want to be the same tomorrow as you was today or five years ago. I promise you, like at a certain point in your life, there's, you realize that the only thing that's going to keep you going forward is finding new goals and learning new things and pushing forward. Like being stagnant and being stuck in the same place is one of the most frustrating things. And I believe that searching for knowledge and gaining wisdom is the best way for us to reach our goals. And then once we reach those goals, figure out new goals because you get to a level when yes, you accomplish things, but after you get to that level, it's, it's not over. It's, it's no right. point. It's no point to when you're done. Where it's like, oh shit, I did it. I could just sit in the house all day and not shower and I could just rest on this this money I made. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. wisdom and knowledge, seek it out. Thank you for another spiritual moment of the week, Terry. Um, as we close this out, we talked about free agency this year, breaking news. Marcus oh, yeah. saw signing to the Lakers. Yeah, more breaking news. Uh, Jason Tatum got a $195 million extension. <laughs> Money! I wish I can pull that off of my job. I tell you that, boy. Let me, <laughs> well, let me get an extension on my contract where I can get $20,000 more each year. Well, no one watches you, watches you do your job on television, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't score. I don't, if there's a way to equivalent scoring 30 points a year, 30 points a game. To what you do? Job, if it's not sales, it's very tough and it's not sales. Like sales, sales positions are the only jobs where you can equivalent, like, this is what I'm bringing towards the company and this is why I deserve so much. This is very true. This is very All true. All right. Well, um, thank you guys for another episode of Model Talks, the same place for keeping the player. Uh, where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. I want to say thank you guys for 
dropping in with us, tapping in with us, you know what I'm saying, kicking it with us. Uh, remember, on a pop of them, there are three rules to success. Stay true to, stay true to yourself, stay, stay true, to, true the coach, to the code, and wear a mask. You can find Watch us on mask. all platforms. We are now, we, oh, announcement, we now have a fully live YouTube channel visual baby you know, you know what i'm saying the model uh, models talks page is youtube.com slash let me get it right for you let's see slash model talks. Oh, that's not right uh <laughs> uh youtube.com let's see where's my what's our mm. Trying to get the page for you real quick. Hold on for me. I just set it up two days ago. We don't have an intern. We don't have nobody doing this for ourselves. We're doing it for ourselves. So give me a second. Second. They're with the king. It's better. Can you edit this out? <laughs> I will edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I'll put it on. A, I'll put it, you know what? Don't worry about it right now. I'll put the, the, the page and information on. But we have a YouTube channel right now. We're, uh, we're live, baby. All of our old videos, these Zoom videos are going to be live for you so you can see us, visual content. We'll be adding visual content on there as well. And uh, you know we're taking the next step as we're talking about we're, we're we are being um, we're being more forceful on ourselves in terms of we just want to make we want we want to take this to the next level. So you know what I'm saying or you can also send us questions to modelstalkspod at gmail.com. And um, if you have any information, you know we have a consultation service, and uh, tap in with us there. So I want to thank, thank you guys again for listening to Mazda Talks, man. We'll check you next week, baby. Peace. Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs. Mazda Talk is a celebration, bitches. Nahaim. I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers. Toast the crime. Number one D-boy, Shane Nicaragua. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. Dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Look at how I'm chilling, I'm killing this ice. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house.